this thing on oh hello and welcome everyone to imposterpreneur we're here with Corey Firth our first guest morning humans <laughs> episode 10 Corey, happy international women's day oh i was waiting oh, for it i was really? gonna ask I you, you guys oh great now i'm the dick i was gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna be like happy international women's day guys yes um this one's for you thank you cheers Thank you. You don't get to cheers. You didn't remember. Cheers to the <laughs> yeah, but I do love the ladies. <laughs> that, that sounded that sounded really like sorry, not Cheryl. I I I respect women and I love them dearly. I need your listeners to know that we just cheered the coffees that I brought. We did because, because you guys we had requested we requested two things uh, when we left off last week that Corey bring coffee and topics and he's 50-50 right now because topics are gonna be <laughs> are gonna be tough. Yeah, but uh, I hope the coffee's good. The coffee's great. Fifty percent is a passing grade. <laughs> but we never, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> we never do our homework. <laughs> yeah. And even when we say we're going to, we don't. We never but. do our homework. Um, so, but who do you want to shout out to <laughs> instead of all the ladies on International <laughs> Women's Day? <laughs> I'm um, going to give you a second to like, like take a step back there. <laughs> uh, mom. Aww. I love my mom. I had a conversation Nothing. with her, uh, last night. She's in studio 22. So I'm going to take this opportunity to do a little shout out. So go to studio 22 in Kingston, Ontario. Check her out. Okay. She's what is she people. doing there? What's that? What is she doing there? Uh, she has her paintings oh, cool. on display there. Nice. Mm. nice. I like the shout outs. I like that you're doing that. I'm going to drop one later too. Please don't let me forget. <laughs> um, who will you shout out to today? I feel it. Like- on International Women's Yeah. Um, my mom. Yeah. And my niece. Mm. How old's your niece? She will be three in June. Oh, good age. She's so a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soul. I'm really plow- proud that you just like threw that birthday out there and like didn't have to be like, I oh, f- uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have one niece and just one nephew. Let me, so let me I don't check Facebook. You know whose <laughs> you know who's birthday? Comment, right? I remember my twin sisters. That's it. Everybody else. You have a twin sister? I didn't know that. Yeah, identical twin. Wow. Yeah, she's in Toronto. But realistically, are you remembering her birthday? Because like, it's not like you're really doing anything. You're just remembering your own birthday. Yeah, it's the only one I remember. you're just remembering that you have a twin. (laughs) (laughs) Who was born on the same day as me. And you know what else is really embarrassing to pull your phone out for? And tell me if you guys have to do this. An emergency contact number. Like when I have to leave that on a a form. I'm like. I barely know my own phone number. Yeah, yeah, I'm like four six. I'm not going to say it on the air because that's <laughs> some bad things happen. Cheryl asked me if I knew her her cell phone do, number do, off my heart the other day. Do you? Uh, no, I just laughed at her. <laughs> like, no, are you kidding? I can't remember what I had for lunch. And I it's literally weird. just finished it. <laughs> it's weird because this has made us forget, right? The cell phone? Uh-huh. Yeah. But like when I, I can remember all my phone numbers from when I was a kid. I know. Like my house phone really? number when yeah. I was, like I lived in Brockville and then I moved to Peterborough so the numbers were changed and I remember all those numbers. Yeah, or That's like crazy. I remember hanging out with friends and being like, tell me so-and-so's number and someone would just like rhyme it off and you yeah. could remember like all your friends' phone numbers. Yeah. yeah. We're getting lazy. I know. There was also something really cool about having someone call your house on a Friday and you <clears> being <throat> gone and not getting it till <clears throat> Sunday and seeing them at school on Monday. And them not having access to Oh, yeah. You. My mom told you told me that you called, but like, yeah. I was busy. I was busy. I was like <laughs> away in Canada at a hockey tournament or something. Yeah. <laughs> Building a fort. I, I, was, I don't even remember a time <laughs> like that. You should fucking build a fort now. 
Um, yeah, that's really important. I feel bad for you. Like, you, <laughs> I do feel bad for you. I, feel I actually missed what you said. What did you say? He's he doesn't remember I a time where that time where that like was that. Oh. where you would like call and leave a message at someone's house for them. I mean, I do, but like, I don't have. You were a baby. Memories of that, like my memory is shot. I remember like getting excited when the house phone rang, and then I, if it wasn't for me, I'd still want to know who it was. Be like, can I ask who's calling? But not to tell the person, just to like know who it was. Just to know who it was. Like, (laughs) if you have a sister, like your boyfriend, or like when we got our own line, like we were three girls, and my mom got us our own line, which then we had to fight over. But it was cool. Like there was something really neat about that. See, it it was never like that. I would always just be like, Alex, pick up the phone. Right, and then hold the, <laughs> and then hold the other one up to my ear, and not just for like out. a little bit, <laughs> yeah. a little bit extra time, just yeah. to get a little bit of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then go to mom and be like, "Mom, do you know what Alex is doing?" <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole. I wouldn't have been friends with yeah. you. It's it's funny. I my my relationship with my brother affected the way that I was babysitting my niece and nephew the other day, hmm. um, <laughs> because they like they would start play fighting. Uh, and it got to the point where I would have to watch them because I knew that the younger one was the one being the shit disturber. Mm. So I had to give her give her shit because because you were her. That's, I, yeah, you I were was her. the all when I was a kid. Oh my god, the fuck! I say maybe. I say maybe. Well, I was There's gonna say ninety. Blanks. Eh? There's one of those pauses. I was gonna say ninety percent of the over? time. I was gonna say ninety percent of the time, but it was more realistically, it was like fifty percent of the time. I was the reason my brother got in shit. Yeah. Sorry, you're the you're the youngest. Yeah. Right. Of two. Yeah. Youngest of two. I'm the middle. Of three. I'm the baby of four. Did you get? Uh, Did you get beat up? Like the middle kid syndrome, where they everyone like, asks me that, but I don't. I don't know what that All means. All middle kids are like, like, I don't know what that is. Well, it's yeah. that thing where like, like twitching there's, there's like the oldest kid who is always going through the firsts. Right. So they're the first kid to, you know, go to high school, go to college, go to, and they always get that like first attention. And then there's the baby of the group that always gets the like, oh, you're cute and cuddly. You know what? Whatever. My parents were amazing. I didn't. I didn't feel that. I don't think my brothers felt like they got the younger or the older. All yeah. boys. Maybe that's me being the middle syndrome. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Everybody was treated was equally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I felt like I'm I, working on it in therapy right now, but it's <laughs> fine. We were all loved the same. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it here until I get it sorted in therapy. <laughs> no, I seriously, you, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't, that's awesome. I don't know. I don't think it was. I don't think that was a thing. But um, yeah, I can see that. It, it makes sense. Yeah. Because then you you learn some stuff right with the first one, yeah. and I think my my older brother was so he was just a good kid like he didn't yeah. get into shit he didn't like mess with anyone he just Dream did his child. own thing. <laughs> yeah, wow, awful. they crushed it off the bat. Shout out, shout out, older brother. Shout yeah. out, older <laughs> brother. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So his name's Chris, and he'll never listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Most All we need don't. is his email. <laughs> <laughs> We'll send it off to him. No, first guess. I'm hoping this blows up, so then like I can blow up in some way. Yeah, because yeah. there's well, so. I, I feel like you're much bigger than we are. I feel like I we're both looking at him like, <laughs> tell us how you do what you do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was just I, I remember I sent you a message mm. on Instagram, and I was like, so slid in a the, not creepy way. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might be naked when you come over. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you weren't expecting me to be naked, it. then my dick pics didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. But I was like, I, was, I asked you, like, what do you want to chat about? And you were like, oh, well, I do. My background is marketing and I have clients like Gordon Ramsay and Amazon. And 
Universal Studios. And I was like, what in the fuck are you doing on our podcast? <laughs> Why do you even want to be here? Oh, because you guys are cool. Um, <laughs> just because who I work for doesn't mean I'm anything really or who I what, work with. What do you then my question is, what do you do with those people? Which people? Right? All of the people like <laughs> you work on the apps for like the Gordon Ramsay app. Yeah. So that that's part of it. I think like the way I summarize it is proof of proof of performance marketing and it's it's really mostly around social media advertising i feel slightly intimidated right? and so that is <laughs> that's really um building <laughs> building mechanisms to sell things for okay people. is that do you love that part of what you do i i am i think i'm good at that yeah. i think i necessarily don't like i don't love the some of the clients that i work with okay. um and then, sorry, the people are great. The products aren't aligned with who I am, I think. And so that's been a bit of a struggle recently. But um, no, like the, the brands that I've been able to work with are awesome, give me a lot of experience. And the budgets that I've been able to spend um, and success that I've been able to have there has taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just looking for a more meaningful way to distribute that's, that those skills and that experience. That's into, one of the biggest life. things that threw me off when I graduated design school because in design school they always encouraged you to do like this is the time where you experiment do the craziest shit so all of the students were experiment with all of the things we're like (laughs) it's college you know Um, but the teachers were like do all the like think up these weird packaging projects and like think up the most ridiculous shit you can and then you leave that environment and start working for clients and they're like guy we have 25 cents and a candy bar to pay you. We can't (laughs) have all these fucked up print materials. Like, get a grip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So it just kind of like, you kind of get thrown into the real life. So it's it's interesting that you have the opportunity to work with these clients who are like, oh yeah, $50 million. Like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it's... Here's a pile of... Here's a bag of cash. How did you land there though? Like, where did it all start for you? Yeah, so I used to work for an agency here in Kingston. Um... It was a great job, great people. Uh, worked with some pretty cool clients. But I got, like any small agency, um, they're doing everything, right? They're doing web development, app development, SEO, s- social media, email, all these things. Um, and I ended up, near the end of my tenure there, I, I we signed Steam Whistle. Um, and as you guys know, their motto is do one thing really well. Mm-hmm. And I started working with the brand. I got really close because I was part of like closing the deal and all that kind of stuff. And then got really close with their team and started looking at their branding. And they just like knew. Everyone knew. You go to the brewery, you meet with them, you just see people working there and they all know they just do one thing really well and they make a really high quality Pilsner. Hmm. And I realized that I don't have a one thing. Like what the fuck is my one thing? And I realized, yeah, over... Not long. I didn't. I could. I realized right away. I was like, I don't have a one thing. I need to figure this out. Like almost in a panicking way. How old were you? Twenty-three. Okay. Twenty-four. Okay. I don't know. Oh shit! Now. I'm too late to find my thing. I know. I <laughs> fuck, fuck that well, up. And I don't think I'm like I found twelve it. years out of my thing. <laughs> I, I think the thing evolves, right? And even Steam Muscles evolving now. Like I think they're working on new things and stuff like that too. But their 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 core is this one high quality pilsner, and that's what I realized. Is like I don't. I'm not an SEO expert. I'm not an email expert. I know marketing, but like, what's my one thing in that, that I can like own. And then I realized like, Oh, I, I don't have it. So, 
I started putting feelers out and then uh, an old uh, client of mine ended up hiring me and went to work for him and um, similar state, but just more like more focused, right? So I was like, okay, I can narrow down here. Now I'm not working with 12 clients doing 17 different things and all of them like kind of half assed really. Like I thought it was high quality, but still you can't do 100% of, of everything when you're doing all those different things. So I took a look at his budget and how he was spending it. And a lot of it was on Google AdWords. Um, probably 80% of it was on Google AdWords and then maybe like 10 to 15 on Facebook and then the rest on kind of like traditional or PR or whatever. And I kind of looked at things, just did an audit and was like, give me like half of what you're doing on Google and let me put it into Facebook because I'm seeing this and this and this and there's some trends and I, I just want to try it. And he was open to it. And uh, we brought the... Just for anyone listening, that doesn't happen in real life. No. <laughs> when you go to a client, it's like, give me half of this budget, no. and I'm just going to, f- let me just fuck with it. This is like a dream world that Corey got to live in because he figured well, his shit out by the time the, he was 24. The guy that I worked with, he was a uh, like a blue blood entrepreneur. Like, he just, um, he, want, he likes the experiment. So he mm. was like, do it, and if you flop, then oh shit, but like, take your shot. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like. That's why I like working with him. So I, I, he wasn't a client of mine then. It, I went in and worked for the company. That's amazing. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was basically like three of us. And it was the CEO and his wife and me. Um, and then, yeah, so he gave me that budget. I, I took it. And it, again, it wasn't that, it wasn't a crazy amount. And we brought this cost per acquisition. Um, the, the product was just like, a, it was an online e-commerce company. Um, we brought the cost per acquisition down from $50 to five uh, just from Facebook. Wow. So then we, pulled the rest of the, not the rest of the budget, but a good majority of the rest of it from Google, put it into Facebook and scaled it up. Mm-hmm. And they weren't from like just a Kingston company. They had some, they'd spread across Canada a little bit, a little bit into the States. And then we scaled it up over, I worked for them for 12 months, um, scaled it up all over the US, um, all over the Eastern Seaboard no into big, California. No big thing. And then, <laughs> I don't want it to be like a, <laughs> yeah. a bragging thing. I just, that's that's where I realized I feel like that. I'm sitting here with hearts in my eyes. Like, <laughs> how do I figure it out? Just listen to every, watch his lips move. I'm not trying to glorify Absorb it. I'm trying to glorify it. Let me, I'm going to follow you for about two weeks. But that's when I realized, I think this is my one thing and it's Facebook advertising. And I know that it's, it's getting bigger. And I had been around like when Facebook came out, obviously, like in 2005 or six or whenever it was. And then I really started in marketing in the industry, started actually working right around when it monetized and they brought in mm-hmm. ads. And it was kind of wild west and like we kind of dabbled in it at the agency that i was talking about but then when i went over to this client and started working with this client it was just like it just made sense and i and i it all like when things just kind of come together and they align it's just that feeling of like okay i know how to do this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i was like okay i just need to keep plowing through this and seeing how we can do this we scaled it up we we kept bringing the cost down it fluctuated we had some tough times and whatever but um and when you bring that dollar amount down and you can't keep it there, then people are like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. we did this thing. And I'm not saying that that's what happened, but like, there's that pressure from, and it was a startup too, yeah. so it was, there's a lot of like other other pressure that comes in. Um, but then I just started putting myself out there to see if there's any more I could do. And then uh, I won a contract with a company <coughs> in, uh, in California. And um, I'm a subcontractor under them now. Um, and uh, they send me uh, a lot of awesome business. They're one of the f- largest Facebook marketing partners in California. Uh, in the world and if not the biggest they're they're, they're way up there wow. and so yeah. that's how i've gotten the chance to work with like south park and amazon and universal studios and all mm-hmm. that stuff and a lot of it's app based but i've been kind of building my own thing here too and working with some pretty cool companies um 
in Canada too, and uh, and just like other. Which other I also stuff. want to, to have a yeah. I'm gonna get his autograph before he leaves today. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> cut. Can, we cut can that? you sign yeah. my Starbucks gonna, cup, please? I'm gonna get his cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Make it. <laughs> um, there's because you do have. That's just like one piece of what you do. Mm-hmm. That's just because you have your hand kind of in a lot of other things at the same time, and one of the the things that I want to talk about anywhere, the smaller sort of maybe projects that you're working on right now. And then one of the ways that I had met Corey um, was through a different company that he runs. I don't know. Do you like baths, Mike? This is a really personal question. Do you like baths? <laughs> Say it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. <laughs> As you're sitting there blushing, it's adorable. Um, Census Stone is another company that you are a part of, and I also want to talk about that a little bit. Um, but I, I want to know the most, like, the coolest thing that you're doing right now that you love. Oh, it's it's um, being a human. <laughs> I, know, I wish you, you could see my face. I just got so excited. I know it's not what you were and looking for. And love. She <laughs> is in love with him. <laughs> I know that's not what you were looking for. No, that's an amazing answer. Oh, but I realized what, uh, what's important and what's not important, I guess. And so it's Let's cool to find. on that a little bit. Um, well, so where I've gone like this last couple of weeks um, is to figure out how I can use these skills in marketing to like help people. Um Cause I always thought like I could help people in some way and like heal whatever that is or like, I don't know, fix and, and help. And I thought I had it in me to, to help people. But I realized like, I don't have any, like, I'm not a shaman. I'm not a doctor. I'm not like all these things. So you're human. Yeah. And I can help people help people. Mm-hmm. So with the skills that I have, I can help people that don't necessarily know how to reach the people that need help. Um, so that, you know, it can leave an impact. So it's more about this proof of performance that I started talking about and more about impact generating systems that, can help people help people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying so to pivot this marketing thing into that and working with, with projects like, like the, the bath bomb company. But the most exciting project that I'm working on is mm-hmm. with um, a company as it's known now is Myolibria and it's a chronic pain company um, oh, at, at, as it stands right now. Um, and there's a, a local doctor, he's an anesthesiologist. He's been working in chronic pain for the last 15, 20 years. And he's come up with, um, a patented formula for chronic pain and um we have a supplement line and um we've had some pretty crazy um results he's had some pretty crazy results in the past and we've taken this little sup like just little supplement line and we're making about 20k a month on amazon with it um with the goal to build a much bigger you know impact in on the world bringing his knowledge of of how to cure chronic pain um to the world wow. and um have you ever heard of Wim Hof? I sent you Wim Hof stuff. Yeah. Every I've time he talks, it's like just my mind is just exploding <laughs> all over the place <laughs> constantly. I feel bad that you are just sitting here talking with two like weird people looking at you. Like, no, no, I, I don't think that at all. Tell us all of the no, things. No, 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 don't do that. How we're just be better. We're all just humans, like I was saying. We're all just I having a conversation. It. That's why I like this podcast. I That's love amazing. it. I think I'm um, so continue. I know who Wim Hof is, yeah. but. 
You I have never once heard of them. Okay. Him? Him. They? It sounds like a band. It sounds like a band. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's a guy. It's, He's it's from... like an alt band. <laughs> That's, uh, we'll send you their 30. Do you guys want to start a band called Wim Hof? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And really... called Cats and Codeine, because that's the two things I'm allergic to. So I think that'd be a cool band. <laughs> Wim Hof and the Cats and Codeine? <laughs> yeah. That could just be our first album, like Cats it. and Codeine. <laughs> Oh my God, things are happening. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is getting real. Yeah. So Wim Hof is this guy. Uh, I think he's from Poland. And you've probably seen him in the past. He's got these crazy world records for like being able to hold his breath for a long time and being able to like okay. swim under water, like really cold ice water. Like, he swam under somewhere in the Arctic. Like they drilled, they drilled a hole into the Arctic ice and he got in and swam underneath it from like a really long, for like a really long period of time. I can't remember how long it was. So he's a lunatic. Yeah, he's well, that's what it sounds super, like. Yeah. He's kind of superhuman almost. They've done some crazy studies on him though to, to show that what he does <laughs> and that his methods of being able to do that um, are actu- are real. And if you can mm-hmm. learn how he does his thing, that you can heal yourself with just your mind essentially and some breath and some cold exposure. And so that's crazy. I mean, I, um, I know that that type of thing exists, but to Mm -hmm. be that real is, it's also hard for us. I think where we are to like tap into that piece of ourself, right? We're so stimulated by everything that's happening around us all the time. We rarely take a moment to even just like be for a fucking second Mm -hmm. in our body during a day to just like land with ourselves. And the idea of being like, getting into 40 or 50 degree cold water scares a lot of people because it's not warm, comfy bed, like, mm-hmm. let me get in here. But mm-hmm. once you get through it and you do it, you feel fucking amazing. Because you've done um, it. Yeah, we do it all the time. Um, so the doctor that um, is working with this 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 company, um, he has uh, like a nice little setup at his house. So that's what I was getting at is this Wim Hof stuff is like created this kind of ev- revolution, I guess, of this new way of thinking of how to heal yourself where it doesn't need, obviously, these opioids or whatever like mm-hmm. all these you know tylenols and all these other things that just mask the pain mm-hmm. um he's he's saying you know use your breath use your mind and get comfortable with the cold to to heal yourself and um mm-hmm. yeah this doctor that's involved he he's kind of added that to his chronic pain um modality and um and we're, yeah, we're kind of just testing. We're kind of just test bunnies. There's a bunch of us that kind of get together. We call it church on Sundays. We get together and we do it and we do the breathing and, and then we jump in the tub and then we have breakfast There's together. It sounds kind of weird. As he's grooming We them. all breathe deeply and then <laughs> go for a swim in an ice bath. <laughs> together as a bunch of men. Together yeah, as yeah. one group of people who are forever connected. Yeah. Um, how <laughs> but I think there's something happening in it. <laughs> I, I love the concept of it. How did you get involved with this doctor? Like how how do they find you? Do you are you seeking out projects that are really speaking to you right now in ways that you can you can help people and then approaching them? Like how did you get connected with this specific project? Uh yeah, I mean it it it's call it what you want, like serendipity or whatever. It just all like is aligning up, right? Where mm-hmm. like I'm starting to believe in this way of you know, healthy, like mind, body, spirit. And then I meet someone who knows someone who knows someone and then I get connected and then it's like, okay, we're doing this thing. Can you help? And then it just makes sense. Speaking my language right now. Are you confused? Because it's kind of... Yeah, like I don't have a clue what's going on right now. <laughs> I'm just letting you two, like, you know what's up. I'm comfortable with that. You can give me, you can give me your notes afterwards. I didn't want to talk about your photography though because I had Oh, seen... you do photos? 
Yeah, I take a, you know, I've taken a picture. Take some <laughs> mean photo of a fucking cheesecake. Yeah, I don't want to talk uh, about me this whole uh, time. I uh, like, I like uh, the. Uh, <laughs> it's it's for Tim, right? For for his restaurants, you do a lot of the yeah. product yeah. stuff for. Him? Yeah. Cool. And uh, you do product stuff for other things, actually. Um, a lot, a few different companies in town that you're always shouting out to. I'm taking all the actually moments. most recently. I reached out to a company, and I I probably shouldn't be talking about it because like <laughs> I think they might be not be they might be cutting ties with me. <laughs> okay. Um, not that there aren't any ties as of yet, but so <laughs> there was a <laughs> company. <clears throat> so this is what happened. This is what happened. Uh, a company started following me on Instagram, and it was a watch company. Hmm. I have a problem. I love watches. Okay. Don't know what it is. My my There's parents meetings for that. My parents are convinced <laughs> that it's because uh, one year at Christmas I got slippers and my brother got a watch and I had a fucking fit. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I uh, rightfully so. Like I think that's what <laughs> slippers do not compare to a watch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it was like a fucking stellar watch, but like, it's just like one of those snap-on. <laughs> <ones>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was I, I was devastated. Those, like I was totally devastated to the point that like. Uh, there, a couple years ago, I got this watch, like a watch case to have all my watches in, on display. That's how many watches you have? Well, I had, nine, I had nine at one point, which is nothing. Um, but I remember my my stepdad walked by my room one day and he, my mom told me about this afterwards, but my stepdad went downstairs and was like, Terry, do you like remember that Christmas that we got Alex a watch and we didn't get Mike one and he had a fucking, he lost his mind? <laughs> She's like, yeah. He goes, I think we broke him. She's like, "Why?" He's like, "He has a like a display case." Of watches <laughs> in his room. Like, he has a fucking problem. <laughs> so, <clears throat> not that this has anything to do with the story, but remember that year we got his brother the gun and we didn't get him one. <laughs> There's a gun case in He's his moving room. To the <laughs> yeah, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. Yeah, yeah. could have been something weird. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> so I this watch company started following me, and it was, it was actually a Canadian watch company, and it was they started following me right at the time where I was like dying to work with watch, like photograph watches, mm. and more specifically is I wanted to photograph Canadian made watches. Just the, I don't know. I'm just super proud to be Canadian. Like yeah. there's so many. Uh, watch companies out there. Shout out always, Canada. They're, they're <laughs> always from like Germany and Switzerland and all these other places. It's it's rare to find a Canadian watch company that is making quality stuff that looks really good that, mm -hmm. you know, checks all the bo boxes and has built a really, really good following. Mm -hmm. And this watch company followed me and they're based in Whitby. And I looked through their stuff and I was like, oh, fuck, they're like brand new. They're literally brand new this brand new company. So I reached out to them. I was like, what oh, up, dog? I just hit, the story just hit me. I remember the story. Yeah, I think I, 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 think I told now. you about it. Yeah. But um, I reached out to them and because I could tell that they were new. I was like, if you ever want to collaborate on anything, like let me know. I've been dying to work with a Canadian watch company. And I was looking through their watches and their watches actually look wicked. Like nice. They're f really nice watches and at an affordable price for the quality that you're getting like a brand ambassador already <laughs> right now well i'm yeah i mean i'm i'm pumped up to work with this company yeah. that's why i'm so enthusiastic but i i reached out to them and they're they're this watch company that are making watches inspired by canadian history oh cool for instance the watch that they're launching in the next actually i think they're starting to ship this month 
Um, What's their name? It, they're called Whit- Whitby Watch Co. And um, shout out Whitby Watch Co. Yeah, what up? what up? Whitby Watch Co. On Instagram. Might be cutting this. <laughs> <They're>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but they they make they make these watches inspired by Canadian history. So the one that they're launching now is called the Intrepid. And it's inspired by a gentleman by the name of Sir William Stevenson, who is actually the person who inspired the James Bond character. Oh, wow. Oddly enough, Canadian. I didn't know that. Fun oh, fact. Shit. Yeah, fun fact. That's like obscure Canadianity. James, I love yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So the James Bond character was partly uh, influenced by this gentleman who helped... Um, Helped create the uh, Enigma machine for the coding in hmm. World War Two. Oh wow! I, I'm terrible with. Anyway, I love that you looked at uh, you got, I, I'm I had, into like, it. I like that obscure shit. Like, throwing out numbers, hoping that like, <laughs> <laughs> even if it's not real, I'm like, yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. The coolest. Okay, story I just bought ever. a watch. I just bought a watch. I was just hoping yeah. somebody was gonna. Like, I just bought everyone's yeah. Christmas presents while you were telling us this story. Um, so, <clears throat> I, I was I was really impressed by that, and I. I just got really excited. So I was like, man, I got to photograph these watches. And they were like, this is perfect. You want to photograph watches for like nothing? I was like, yeah. They're like, great. That's in our budget. (laughs) As we've said, though, you should not as an entrepreneur do work for nothing. (laughs) Well, no, they're going to they're actually going to pay me in watches. Cool. So they're going to feed my addiction. Further. Even better. Yeah. Do they need any marketing help? Because I could use some watches. <laughs> they, <laughs> honestly, they, they might. Like, they're brand new. This is a side hustle for a group of guys at a Whitby. Cool. I love uh, that. One of the owners is actually a former NHL player. Oh, nice. And all of these watches are... So technically now Mike is famous. <laughs> His new best friend is the former NHL player. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're toy. Just like me and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, right now it's a side hustle for everyone. It's just I saw the watches and saw what they were doing. And I'm like, this. there's pot- there's so much potential in this company to really do something awesome, especially in an industry like a luxury watch industry yeah. where, you know, companies like Movement, Movement yeah. are making, getting oh. $5 watches and selling them for 200 bucks. And mm-hmm. all of the watches from uh, Whitby Watch Co. are German-made Canadian designed German made uh, automatic movement watches like they're they're quality good quality watches nice. and then on top of that there's the history and horology behind it so why are you was, excited to shoot them but you're afraid that you're not you're not going to like where did that thought come from oh because I, I reached out to the because like they were supposed to start getting their watches in March and they were interested in me having them having shoot them um, and then I reached out to him the other day. I was like, Hey, just making sure we're still on. And then he didn't get back to me. And then, uh, did he say, and then I followed up on my follow up. And <laughs> the only thing he said was like on vacation or on holidays or something, not even like a, That's Hey, fair. just on holidays. That's um, fair. So I, like, I literally, I don't know where we stand at all. Maybe he mm. voice texted you drunk from a pool somewhere on like his spring break. Who knows, right? It's hard not to let the mind go to a place that's bad. (laughs) Right, because you assume that now all of a sudden, instead of thinking, yeah, it's still happening, he's just on the fucking holiday. We talked about this yesterday, false evidence appearing real, right? Yeah. And it's like you're, not you specifically, but people just. No, you you specifically. (laughs) Oh, yeah, me specifically specifically. for sure. (laughs) I was just saying, I was doing this. Don't take it away from him. Well, I'll put it back on me. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was just saying to, her, to Ashley this week that uh, I had this like fear of this thing coming. I just didn't really know what I, it was. Yeah, you don't want to talk about it? Um, it's Dude, it's, com- it's complex. It. It's not that I like don't want to talk about it, but it was just like all these things were coming up where like I'm I'm feeling this shift in old paradigms to new paradigms, and like mm. um, we were talking about this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this uncomfortable feeling that you're in between in the in between. Like, what's that Netflix thing? The, in the underground or whatever, like is that? I don't know. It's a scary thing. I'm not watching it. Yeah, what's oh. that? It doesn't show um, up on my previews. The, the kids, the like t- little. Like what? Yeah, and, it's, and then he adds children to it. You know what Sorry. we don't do? Watch scary movies with children. Yeah, we've already had that's not time. my gym. Although I have, you seen, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, that's where you're. We stuck, have to get though. it before. And I'm stuck on this, and I'm not going to tell the story until we get it. Uh, what is it? What is it? Well, I'm uh, out. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> yes. Scoreboard. <laughs> so pumped up. <laughs> so I was stuck in this in between, and I think they called like the underground or whatever the fuck they call it. But I was like. What like I'm I'm feeling this like growth out to something different, but I'm being pulled back by this other old way of thinking, and I was scared of what was happening. I'm not scared, but I was there was a fear there that I wasn't comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when you're uncomfortable, you want to be comfortable as fast as possible. Right. And but, so it's hard to learn about why you're feeling uncomfortable. And so I was going through that, and it took me like a couple of days to really realize what it was. And then yeah. I realized it, and I text Ash, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Like I stomped it. I stomped it. But I just want to say one thing to remember is that when we're fucking uncomfortable, man, we're growing. Like when we're uncomfortable at the gym, we're growing. Whether it's physically, when we're uncomfortable in a situation, we're growing. It's it's one of the things that I love using in yoga on the mat that we can take off the mat. Like when you're uncomfortable in a pose, and you want to get fucking out of that pose immediately. That's actually when it starts for you. Mm-hmm. Because how many times in life are we uncomfortable and the one thing we want to do so quickly is like eject out of mm-hmm. the situation. Let's just fucking turn and run instead of taking a few more breaths and mm-hmm. just like settling in for a minute and being like, what's going on here? And it's not that bad in the end. It really isn't. No. And you're like, whoa, okay, that was cool. Like, It's I actually amazing kinda, in the end. Yeah, because yeah. then it's like one thing that's that's there and you know that you did it. But I think that we're so programmed to just like turn and run from yeah. that thing. Because we want to be comfortable. That, I think that feeds into the imposterpreneur theme of everything very well. Um, and I'm going to pose a question to you is how have you been navigating those thoughts and changing your mindset? Because a lot of people, me included, <laughs> well, me, me, this morning. I me love especially, you. <laughs> is that like one of the things that is hindering my success is my mindset mm. for sure hands down so how do you <laughs> how have you been navigating changing your thought process and and kind of distancing yourself I feel like I love where this is from going right world. now you know what the answer <laughs> is I think <laughs> the answer for me is vision quest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's real uh, the answer for me is psychedelic plant medicine <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that's what's been it actually uh, that's a, an, um, the amazing answer and i'm so excited for this moment that's hilarious i that just reminds me have you seen blue mountain state yeah long time I, ago i think uh i fucking love the scene where thad goes on his vision quest <laughs> and <laughs> and his drug dealer is like this is gonna like he's pulling out all these drugs he's like this is gonna get us a little bit like fucking acid that's gonna yeah. crack the door open a little bit and then this is gonna blow the door right off the hinges yeah and they're like what's that and he's like ayahuasca and he just grabs the bottle he's like no you just need a sip and then that's in the background chugging it and then they <laughs> it cuts back you to the yeah it cuts back to the drug dealer and he's like 
where'd it go? He's like, I drank it. He's like, but that was enough to keep us all high for a month. And he was like, <laughs> oh, shit. I got some shit to figure out. And he was like, all right, we need to go. And the drug dealer's like <laughs> boarding up the boarding up the doors. And like, and then they come back in like two days. And he's like inside a suit of armor in the house. Like, just, <laughs> Dude, get me out of here. Well, yeah, Corey's I think is like a little different. But I'm, I'm excited for him to share this with you. Um, it's the answer you've been looking for. So the mindset shift started um, in this very, um, it's very good timing, I guess, to talk about it. Back when I was with that agency, I had, I didn't realize until recently that I was dealing with imposter syndrome, mm. um, which is, I think, the theme of kind of the yeah. podcast. Is that right? Yeah. That's where that comes from? That's what I assumed. The, the feeling of, regardless of your qualifications, you always feel like you're underqualified. You're, yeah, and you're not worthy of whatever's happening. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. right? So yeah. I look at other people and feel like they have their shit figured out. And then I'm like, hmm. Like yeah. I rolled out of bed this morning. And, and I'm nine just times out of 10, those people don't have a fucking clue. Right? And then some, <laughs> it's, it's one of those, th- I don't know. I think we're all just, it comes back to even just this societal thing where we all want to put out this idea that we have our shit fucking mm-hmm. together and figured out in life. You got to keep work. up with the Joneses, right? You got oh to like, wear the thing and drive the thing and yeah. live in the thing. And, well, and we that's live, what we, we present. Live a, we live in a time where, and not that that was uncommon in the past, but we live in a time where we can highly curate the information that we give out and put out there. Mm-hmm. So obviously we only put out the good. Like yeah. we never want to, nobody ever wants to put it. Instagram's the, the highlight reel, right? It's yeah. the 1%. That's it's like exactly your top, right. it's your top shit. I guess. You mean yeah. your but life isn't like what it is on Instagram? Yeah, it's pretty close. I try to keep I it pretty really real. Cheated. Although, you know, like you're like, oh, that's Instagram worthy. I'm going to put that I'm going to put yeah. that up there. <laughs> But I have a friend who like, I, I lost touch with him, but I went to high school with him and he's like the opposite. He's like the Instagram. He's like, he's just like just putting up like the, the, the real shit of his day. Like, like not his nicely plated <laughs> food, like like one little spaghetti string on the end, or like like bird shit on the ground. Like he'll he'll post like the the it. real shit, which I love. I Shout love out to Eric Mayer. Uh, I haven't talked to you in like ten years, but like if you're listening to this for some reason, I love <laughs> your love Instagram. Keep doing. it doing. What What's his doing? Instagram handle? Uh, let me find it. That's so funny. But I wanna, I do wanna circle back to like the mindset thing, because although Corey's. Uh, I want to explain the first time. Can I explain the first time I met you to now? Like, like when I first met Corey, it was it was through um, just like some other business that we were doing, maybe not even a year ago. Yeah. And when I met this man for the first time, it he was like shut down. Not shut down. Like you were working, but you were like shut down. Like you weren't engaged with the people around you. And Robotic, you were, yeah. Almost, yeah. And you were just really focused on what it was doing. And I remember you taking like notes in a meeting, but not really engaging with me and the other And were we like on the there. patio, like having a beer? Well, that was the second time. Yeah, that was the second time. And you were just like really, you just seemed like really focused. And I was like, this is like mm-hmm. a mad genius child. You just can't like shut it off or something. And it wasn't until we started talking about tattoos on the patio um, that you kind of like came to life a little bit. Mm. but you were still really i don't know there there was just something about you that was really disconnected from everything that was Mm -hmm. going on around Mm -hmm. you and then when i met you just a couple of weeks ago to grab a coffee i had never seen this human before (laughs) you were like the 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 version of you that showed up was the same person but something turned on and a Mm. bunch of other fucking shit the volume went down on it Mm -hmm. and so right now with what i think you're feeling this week too is you're dealing with like you also still have commitments to the old you, right? Like 
you have those work commitments and you have those contracts and you have those things and you're mm-hmm. moving into this new mindset and and how you did it isn't a way that's also possible for everybody no, to do no, no. at this point. I want to say that at some point. Yeah, yeah it isn't. It, it's one of clear. those things where you you were really lucky to go from like zero to a hundred really quickly to kind of figure out what that was. I'm and, basically and, Drake. Yeah, Basically. I mean, he started from the bottom, now he's here, right? Like, we'll talk about some other ways maybe that we can go about doing it, like, without that journey to begin with. But I can say that it's I, it's something that I would love to possibly experience in my world. But I think that's where, like, that push and pull is coming for you mm. right now. Like, you, you know where it is that you want to be going, but it's hard because you still have to deal with all of that other stuff. And that also can, I think, in a lot of ways, like, affect you on a mental level and an emotional level and an energetic level when you're when you have to do those things because mm-hmm. it's almost like you're swimming the opposite direction of where it is that you want to go mm-hmm. well it's also infinitely harder when you know the direction you want to be going but you're being held back by mm-hmm. those commitments mm-hmm. and a lot of the time it's unfortunate it comes down to money for a lot mm-hmm. of people where it's like and that's where i was kind of struggling this week it was like i want to let go of this contract but like i kind of need it and then i started thinking no i don't why do I need it? What do I really need? And then I just I microdosed mushrooms and had a chat with my friend <laughs> and like ended up like taking a half day and just like really getting into it. Uh, and it was amazing. Uh, we Figured got out to, all I just, my shit. I just needed it. Sat in the snow <laughs> yeah. in my underwear. It was incredible. And again, I thought, like I, thought I, I saw don't, you walking down the street. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm Wearing not saying. But tidy and boots. <laughs> He's just figuring his shit out, guys. <laughs> He's more in tune than any fucking one of us right now, okay? It's, Let him it's go. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. He's good. Get the man a blanket. Get, Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Corey, this is the fourth time this week, bud. <laughs> <laughs> that might happen, so keep an eye out. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Um, Sorry. No, it's okay. No, that's what this is all that about. happens to me all the time. Yeah. Um, I think... Uh, where it all started though, is going back to the imposter syndrome thing. I was feeling this like depression and an anxiety of where I was in life. And I was seeing these people around me that were doing things that I wanted to do. And I was like, how do I get there? How do I do that thing? Um, I think a lot of people do that. It's like, what, how did that person have, how does that person have that? Or I whatever. think I still do that. Yeah. And I, and I realized that it was like, I was measuring myself against other people for whatever reason. And then it was making me feel like even though other people around me, like my girlfriend or whatever, would be like, what are you talking about? Like you're you're doing what you should be doing and you're growing and there's like things happening that are great. Mm-hmm. But like I never felt like it was good. And I was hitting goals. I was like this serial goal setter and I'd have a list of a list of a list and it's like obnoxious. And I would accomplish things on the list or I'd hit a goal. And then I would just feel like complete emptiness, like not like satisfied by anything because it wasn't for me. It wasn't like an internal validation Ooh. thing it was an external thing and i read a book called psycho cybernetics um by um, the names escaping me but the guy was a uh, plastic surgeon and he used to see people all the time that wanted something changed right mm-hmm. uh f- facelift nose job whatever and uh he realized that he could tell on people that he they didn't need it for anything other than some external validation they needed they thought their nose was ugly they were whatever mm-hmm. and then so he went he 
closed his practice and then opened up, went back to school and, and became a psychiatrist and opened up a dual practice where he was, where he was uh, doing plastic surgery and he would still do the plastic surgery for people, especially if they had like an accident or whatever and needed something. Right. But then if he thought that they were just doing it for some sort of external thing, he would suggest that <laughs> he they would do that. treat the, them, but in yeah, a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And so he really- Take he, these mushrooms. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is before the mushrooms. I'll get there. Uh, but he has this thing is like using your, your brain as a success mechanism instead of a failure mechanism. And we're always too unfortunately mm. to to look at fear and look and this is like old programming right you hear mm. people like tony robbins or s- people talking about like we're programmed like the cavemen that we're always worried about how to make fire and how like how to stave off these lions and tigers and these predators and shit but we don't have any of that like i like i don't have any need to like make a fire i have a furnace in my house like i'm not worried about a lion gonna kill me like why do i keep why would it, why was I so scared of all these other things? And I needed mm. to just break that all down. So it was really like a two year, three year journey that led to psychedelics. Um, first it was mushrooms and just doing like a, a four gram mushroom ceremony just with a buddy. And that's just like taking the mushrooms, kind of seeing what Dude, happens. Do you see the just... look on my face? I'm like four <laughs> grams. I look at you like I would be in a corner crying, trying to scratch my way out. Is that a lot? It's set and setting. It's, de- I, it's yeah, depending. like a gram to me, drugs. I'd be like tripping balls. Four grams, I'd be like, when is it over? <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. I think the thing, like I don't understand. I'm not going to talk to like what all happens in there physiologically, physiologically yeah. or whatever. But I know what it does for me mentally, um, and the the reason to take that much is because it allows you to go really deep. But mm-hmm. if you're not in the right place with the right mm-hmm. people, it can completely throw you off. Mm-hmm. So set and setting well, is like good. I could really make matters a hell of a lot worse yeah. done poorly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have a friend who, uh, I, I hope I'm getting this story right, but he, he's the one who introduced me to some of the psychedelic stuff. And, uh, he was in, I think Amsterdam, I think is where he said it. And he was with a buddy and they ended up taking a truffle, which is like a mushroom that they sell. They like legally sell it there. Um, and I think they took one and like, they didn't feel it or whatever, him and his buddy. And his buddy just popped the other one in and was like, all right, let's see what happens. And then my buddy was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like what the fuck's going to happen here? But he's like, if you did it, I'm going to do it. I guess they popped them in. And then I think he said, they woke up seven days later. No, they w- Literally one guy bridge. woke up in another country. Like they were in Europe and he like gotten on a train and just landed in somewhere else. Like, I don't know where he said he went, but <laughs> yeah. So if you're not contained in like a box yeah, where yeah. you See, can like, be I feel controlled, like you need to do that shit with a babysitter who is not high whatsoever. For well, sure. they do have things called sitters that will sit with you that are either like on a little bit of the medicine or yeah. they're, um, or they're, they're not and they're sober and they, they, are just sitting there to watch, make sure you don't take you your clothes do, off and run it. You keep do you from something. jumping off cliffs and yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, any of the times the that you hear people, <laughs> any of the times you hear people having bad trips and they do something crazy, it's usually because they're just not in a controlled environment or there's a, the chemical ba- imbalance there too. That There's other, there's right. other reasons. Things going on. Yeah. I just want to like circle back. I'm going to circle back to this like positive, I guess like positive affirmations that we need to tell ourselves or the way that we need to change the way that we think about things. And it's funny because I know you and I have touched on it before, but we tend to say shit to ourselves that we would never fucking say to anybody else, Mm -hmm. especially when we're dealing in issues of like the mind and how we're feeling or when we're depressed or different things. Um, One of the things that a friend of mine actually that I can tie into this, a friend of mine challenged me this week when we talk about mental health and addiction specifically, like in regards to me as a person, when I talk about mental health and addiction, immediately what he pointed out to me is that I'm giving myself two negatives 
in the way that I'm labeling myself and what it is that I'm doing and going through. Mm. So when you think about mental health or you think about the word mental and, and what you maybe associate with that, it's not always like the best things that you're associating with what that is. So he challenged me to drop the word the word mental in front of health. So from now on, I'm mm. just really working on my health. And, and, and that comes in the same way that it comes with like nutrition and fitness and all of those things. Mm. So removing that like negative thing immediately from the way I'm labeling myself. And then even as an addict, the way that I label myself as like addictions or this is something that I've always kind of, when you think of the word addict, you also associate it with like really shitty words that describe that and come with it. And so right off the bat, the way that I'm labeling myself was in too super negative. So he's like, we're working on our health and recovery. <coughs> and the way that we like changed it when we talked about it was brilliant because I went from thinking of myself on literally Tuesday as someone who's always working on my mental health and addictions to someone who's working on my health and recovery. <coughs> and the last two days of understanding that concept in my mind has made me one of the happiest people mm. because I don't feel sort of the shame, I guess, sometimes that comes with those things when we feel them, because there is a lot of shame associated to them in trying to break what that stigma is or trying to set yourself back up in the world when you feel that way. So that applies to like not only that aspect of your life, but then work and all of those other things. So I think it's about like, it's flipping the way that you're thinking about things. Mm -hmm. If you wouldn't say it to Cheryl, you don't get to say it to yourself. I think the other thing is um, on top of that mm -hmm. is that people identify as something. Mm. where they say, I am this, I am that, I am fat, I am this. I, or like I have a Big I have and hairy a... is my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> and then it kind of oh. lets you off the hook. I'm not saying you or you, but I was talking with a friend of mine last night actually, and she was saying that she, she said it in a, in a weird way. She was saying, we were just chatting, and she's like, I, you know, I'm the type of person that just like downplays myself and my success. And then she kept saying it, and that stuck with me. And then I was like, and I let her finish her sentence. And then I was like, why, why are you the way that you are? Like, why are you doing that? Not in the way like Michael Scott says it in the office to Toby. But like, um, I was like, why, why do you say that? Like, why, why do you associate yourself as someone who downplays themselves? And we got in a deep conversation. We were talking for like three hours and she ended up, we ended up getting to a pretty cool space. I don't know if she's completely there yet, but she was talking about how she, when she goes into a room, she sees people that are, that don't, that, that, are very obviously not feeling comfortable in the room. Hmm. And she wants to make sure that everyone feels significant. And her way of doing that is downplaying anything good about herself. Her energy and her light and what's happening in her yeah. world. And then we started talking about something she's really passionate about and she just lit up and started talking about how great she is at that. And I was like, you gotta keep doing that because you're associating yourself as someone who downplays themselves. And then you keep saying, I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that. And then you're letting yourself off the hook for doing something cool is yeah. what I think. And you end up saying like, I can't do that because I am this. Or yeah, would you like to do that? No, I'm, I'm the type of person that does this. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. It does. It does. And we, how often do we tell ourselves that all the time? How often do you tell yourself that? I mean, I think like you're I one every of- day. Every day. <laughs> and it's one of those things, I think it's one of the things that drives me actually fucking crazy about you is that I see- uh oh, so uh oh, I, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, she's been to lay in. It's that I want, like, I really wish that you could see yourself the way that I see you. And so, even I think that's why we're really good at like lifting each other up a lot of the time. But I, I want you to try and flip that concept in your mind where you spend more time telling yourself all of the rad shit about you and then 
start to reprogram yourself a little bit. I think that that's important for everybody. And also realizing it takes time. Like it's going to take time. We've spent so many years building Mm -hmm. these habits where we beat ourselves up and like knock ourselves down. It takes time to sort of flip what that is and like change Mm -hmm. it to go the other way. Um, But that would be like my challenge for you. And I think you wanted to talk about other ways to be able to do that kind of stuff. Mm. But for me, I I look at psychedelics and allowing me to do that. um, It it was the way that I had to do it. Like Mm. I tried all these things. I read like every book, like, oh, I'm self-help, whatever. And I would never call it self-help either, even though I needed self-help, which is funny. And then I looked at it and I went and did this ayahuasca thing. And I came back and my explanation or my description of what it is is like, we're all kind of struggling with these things. And if you want to get to a place, um, I kind of relate it to like trying to go to Europe mm-hmm. from Canada. You can swim there. You could get in a kayak. You could get on a speedboat. You could get on a cruise ship or whatever. Or you could fly there and you get there way faster, right? Mm-hmm. So psychedelics allows you to get there way faster. But even an airplane takes a decent amount of time. Psychedelics is like a teleportation device that allows you to get there instantly. And uh, I know that was like a long-winded explanation. I listened listened to that uh, analogy and imagine like, okay, I I get it. He saw himself in the kayak. He saw himself on the plane. It makes perfect sense. But like, I feel like if I were to do ayahuasca, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I got that plane. Like I wouldn't be focused on. But you don't, you don't get to just. I would be focused on the bettering myself. You don't really get to decide what happens to you. It's true. I think that's the thing. And and it wasn't as though like Corey just did ayahuasca at home and like figured out his shit. Like he, he researched for a long time where it was he wanted to go. Mm -hmm. But so where he wanted to do this and then you do it in the the safety of people who know what's Mm -hmm. going on because it it can go one of two ways right like it really depends on where you are in your life and what you're going through i find it interesting though that especially with the fact that you just said it's like you have no control over it Mm -hmm. but how do you take a tool that you have no control over and get very specific results out of it that's the really hard part and the place that I went to was designed um, to to help you through that, and so it's a place called Rhythmia, and it's in Costa Rica, and um, they it's a it's a week long retreat, and you go there and you do four different ayahuasca ceremonies, and what what I found for me is like these these medicines they'll they'll take you on a weird path and they'll show you a lesson that you need to learn in a really really fucked up way. And you're left picking up the pieces, trying to put the puzzle together. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, it's very, very impactful. And you can so it, purge it, a lot of it very... Doesn't, it doesn't give you the answers. It no, gives you a bunch of puzzle It's not going to come down here very gently and be like... Puzzle pieces hey. that you wouldn't maybe necessarily have. Dude, we leave in two and a half weeks. You and I, we're going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look on your face is like, never. Well, I, I, it's, it's <clears throat> crazy for me because like I have enough shit in my mind. Like I don't need to go... And go on one of these trips and then be given a bunch of fucking math equations and then go home and sit there with my calculator trying to make sense of it. Right? Well, I'm like, the same way. I'm the same way. And like very analytical, very like need to know how things are, are how, how they're made and how they're put together. Yeah. And uh, I let go of all that. So when I got on the plane, I was like, I'm just going to go all in and not do anything but what they say to do. And, and I read books and stuff. So I thought about I just the one book that I read is Michael Pollan. Um, it's called How to Change Your Mind, and he's like a very um, 
uh, well-renowned writer. He's like top 50 uh, most influential writers on the New York Times list. Mm-hmm. He's written a lot about food and other things in the past, and he recently wrote a book on psychedelics and how to use psychedelics to change your life and change the way you think and change the way you live and that kind of stuff. Interesting. And so I read that, and it was like his his whole, his kind of three little things that he would say is to trust, be open, and let go. And again, I'm not suggesting that Those anyone the does same this shit. I tell you in bed all the time. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that I, this is like a maybe you should put this in the beginning of the podcast but like I don't suggest that anyone does this right unless they feel like they should yeah and I'm not and, and do your own research and do your own Absolutely, things like yeah. we're just having a conversation about and also consult with a professional for sure don't yeah. just like buy a bunch for of sure. shrooms and expect yeah. to solve all your problems yeah absolutely. <laughs> and um so the place that I went to, there's there's doctors there. You have to do like a medical intake. You have to do all these different things. And there's breath work and meditation and yoga and all these other things that go into it. Um, and while you're in ceremony, there's like 15 or so people there that are there to help in case you have a tough time. And everyone has a tough time. Um, but that's just life, right? Like everyone has a tough time. You need help. And that's where... How it, hard was it, that Well, for I mean, you? How, how could it possibly be easy shedding light on the fucking source subots of your exactly and i i didn't think i had much i thought i had way worse stuff going on in my head because i'd built it up over the years Mm -hmm. and then when i broke it down i just just started laughing at the end being like wow like and i saw these people that were there that had been dealing with way more intense shit than i was and i just looked at myself and i was like i'm lucky like i'm glad i'm lucky that i came here to deal with that shit but i'm also lucky that i didn't have that much craziness to really deal with Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like a part of me that wants to jump in and do it and a part of me that's like, I just don't think I'm there yet. Mm-hmm. I just need like a little while longer before I've never I'm once done psychedelics. Like, I've smoked a little bit of weed. That's the extent of it. If I were to do psychedelics, I would be a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have no idea. Like, I... I Smoke a little bit of weed and end my evening you. in like a pantry <laughs> with, a, with a throne of food, like eating. Shit. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah, well, that, like, and then maybe that's the good transition to to other <coughs> modalities that you can use yeah. to uh, to get through it. Like you do a lot of yoga and I meditation. Do. So and stuff yeah, like that. for me, it's for me actually the biggest thing and always like I do yoga and in you know fitness and all of those things but i have to step out of what i do for work to focus on work so for me it's getting outside with baron honestly that to me is one of the biggest ways for me is to baron speak. listening do you think shout out to baron <laughs> shout out to baron he's a dog school what <laughs> who's a good dog we love you throw it his instagram <laughs> <laughs> he has an instagram we'll do that later um no i think that th- that's what i have to do though because for me my work is is ways that you guys would maybe go about actually letting go of your work or things that are going on in your life and that kind of thing. And so for me, sometimes it's hard to disconnect from being a teacher to a student and allowing myself to tap in that way. So I have to do it in different ways, which is getting outside and walking. And it's why I spend my weekends or my one day off like lost on trails, like just doing mm-hmm. that thing to reset. And and watching, I said this, I, I taught a doga, yoga, a doga yoga class the other night, so where everyone brought their dogs. But the most beautiful thing that I love about being outside with a creature is like watching the world through their eyes. Like it changes it and it kind of like resets you a little bit and brings you back because nothing matters but what's happening in that moment. The stick is fucking amazing. <laughs> We're outside. It's just like it's me and him and and nowhere to be. And it's a really cool thing for me to reset. And I know it's not for everybody but it's finding that thing that like takes you out of this shit Mm -hmm. like everything is firing all the time we're always comparing ourselves Mm -hmm. to the next person online who's doing what it is we're doing that's probably one of the hardest things for me i 
really have to live the fact that like I don't give a fuck what anybody else is doing like mm. I support you I love you on your journey whatever that is I really hope it's working for you but I can't compare myself or my business to what other people are doing because other people aren't me mm -hmm. and mine's like a little bit different and I kind of do things a little bit backwards into the beat of my own drum so so when i compare myself to other people i'm like fuck am i ever doing it wrong mm -hmm. but but i'm doing it right for me because when mm -hmm. i try to do it other people's ways it just feels like I'm, it's just like that feeling of like this just isn't mm -hmm. it isn't who i am intuition it's like telling yeah. you you're doing it wrong it's like <clears> wearing <throat> somebody else's shoes completely like it's not who i am and i've and i've always i think it wasn't until i actually tapped into that piece of myself that i didn't have to be like everybody else where i actually began to thrive in what it was that i was doing because mm -hmm. um, when you get so you get we get bogged down with it it's a constant comparison always you roll over in the morning you look at your phone we're immediately comparing ourselves to something mm -hmm. and we haven't even got out of bed yet mm -hmm. it's, that shit's crazy i think what i've understood for myself and i can't speak for anyone else but it's the ego that gets in the way mm -hmm. of all that and what the ego is is just like giving you a false self image of who you are mm -hmm. and when you let your ego win this is just what I've realized for myself. When I let my ego win, it's pulling me away from my true self. And now that I know more about my true self, I don't know everything and I never will. It'll always be a challenge, but well, I, I, I can like remove I think it's the something ego. that's always evolving. Yeah. It's just, it's never, you're never going to know everything about it because it's never the same. Yeah, exactly. And that's, the, that's the beauty about life. But if you don't, if you're not embracing the growth and the change, mm -hmm. then you get stuck in your ways and then you, you pile on comfortability on top of that to make sure that, you don't get too weird and yeah. too out of it, right? And um, I think, again, going back to ego, ego is, there's a book called Ego is the Enemy, I think it is. Or, or um, yeah, I think it's called Ego is the Enemy. But I actually think like ego can be a, a friend. And I actually have named my ego and I, and I, uh, I kind of like invite him in for beer. I whenever. thought there was four people in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, whenever he comes up, whenever I start comparing, I'm like, I'm like, I call him Gordy Gohard because he's just Gordy this like Gohard. oh, because it's, it's old just you, like old like jock way of doing everything. It's just like hammer it, like go hard, like do everything, hustle, 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 whatever. And so I invite him in when he comes up. I just kind of have a mental thing where I just invite him in for a beer and just listen to him. Just like, why are you trying to push this so hard? Why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to do that? And then I go, okay, cool. Like there, I get it now. It's because okay. this person has that thing this is what i've done in the past this person has this thing and i think it's really cool it's like that's really at the end of the day i think that's cool but it doesn't have anything to do with the person um it has everything to do with my ego showing me that that should be a version of me that exists when really it doesn't because if it doesn't come from inside and it's not my true self then it's not real right and then i just say hey gord Take a hike, bud. Or I get Fuck him, off, Gord. Or I get him really fucking drunk and then he's just and then he goes to sleep. And then he's like, I'm out. I'm out. I think it's also important to mention like one thing too, it's a constant working progress. Like mm -hmm. you went away and you had this amazing experience and I've been shipping away at this for, you know, maybe the last however ten eight to 10 years of my life, but it's a process. And like, you didn't come back just changed where you don't get to do the work anymore and oh, you yeah. just get to settle in and you just have it all fucking figured out. Yeah. It's still a working thing every day. And I think, I think that's it becomes like, less of a struggle though. Becomes when, less you, of a when you know the direction, when you know you have a game plan, it's, I don't think it becomes work at that point. It just becomes your life. I, I think it's also letting go of the idea of giving a fuck, mm -hmm. right? Like giving a fuck what's going on around you. Are you happy at the end of the day? Is the person that you choose to be with happy at the end of the day? Are you living the life that you want to live or making the choices to at least get to that place? 
and then doing it by turning the volume down everywhere else. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Use things to challenge you to like <coughs> be better, but don't get absorbed in the idea that that's what it is and question fucking everything. Mm -hmm. And don't get too stuck on what you think the game plan is. Because yeah. that's you. not the, that's not necessarily left. going to be what actually is the outcome. Mm -hmm. You think have these things that you want, but the path in which you get there is completely different than mm -hmm. we think. And I, I was like, like you should see the, the book, notebooks. I went back and looked through. It's like this list, and then this list would be about this list, and it's just like over and over. Like I have to do this by this time, and da 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 da. And that's where like goal setting gets really fucking tough because mm -hmm. you set these goals, and then you put, you basically put an, uh, something you flip out there. Flip the time glass. Yeah, that Go. is really likely un, un unachievable mm -hmm. because there's so much in between where you are when you set the goal and where the goal you think is going to be, and all along the way, shit's going to change. And so you end up just failing and then it makes you feel worse. So it's better to just be like, hey, for me, this is, again, I'm just speaking about me, but it's just like put that shit out there and just say like, I want this and this is where I want to be in when I, at some point. And then Dig it. It it's, we had this conversation <laughs> we last this, week because well, not I'm last like, week, I'm going to have this thing and it's going to happen and I have no fucking idea how I'm getting there. I honestly have no clue how I'm getting there, but mm. I see myself there and that's what's going to But be. this, this actually goes back to when I had uh, <clears throat> that job prospect come up. And I, I think we talked about it on the podcast. <laughs> oh boy, did we! <laughs> <laughs> but what had happened? I didn't. You may have listened to it on the podcast, but I got this job. You guys have a podcast? Yeah. Weird. Oh, oh shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, you didn't notice the microphone. This oh, is on the, <laughs> this is on the AM station. We're all fucking high right now. We don't know <laughs> where we are. Um, Why don't you have any clothes? Clothes? We were supposed to wear clothes. We were supposed to wear clothes. Just smell this chloroform. Um, I think we needed to laugh there. We needed to laugh. That was, it was important. But no, it was I, too like, serious. this this job prospect came up, and uh, somebody had reached out to me and said, "Hey, this thing. I think you'd be great for it. You should apply." And I, I didn't realize it until after the fact, but the job process came up. I got really excited. You built your whole life around it, babe. Yeah, I started I started thinking about and imagining my life with a steady paycheck, mm. which gave me the uh, the freedom to start thinking, oh, well, in so long I can buy a new car and maybe by this time mm. I'll have a house and by mm. this time, because of that steady income. Stuff makes me feel like nauseous. Gave me, gave me the opportunity to, to start... A, I need that I, I needed the the promise of income mm. to start allowing myself to imagine those things mm -hmm. because right now I, I I don't allow myself to like envision that stuff because I'm like I'm fucking he doesn't daydream I'm so mm. broke I'm so broke like mm. I need I'm so focused on the short term that the long term is mm. it, it's so dependent on the short term that I don't even allow myself to think about it mm. um and so what had happened was I started daydreaming about a new car and a house and all these fucking like regular paycheck. And then I found out I didn't get the job. Mm. But in that, you know, month period where I was daydreaming because mm -hmm. of the possibility of a job, as soon as I didn't get the job, he job prospects started coming in with my, for my business. Like mm -hmm. I started getting emails saying I need this done, this done. And, um, it's crazy. And I, I, I was talking to Ash about it afterwards and I was like, I think I needed this job to come up and then fall through yeah. for me to re redefine my path on my business. Well, it, it just hit your restart out. for you, which was really nice because mm -hmm. you were feeling a little bit lost in what that was. I think you manifested, you manifested that. Yeah. Have you heard of Joe Dispenza? 
Am I saying that name? Joe Dispenza. If you haven't even heard that, you may not know what it was really. Yeah. Is. No. I think it's Joe Dispenza. He has this whole like, <laughs> he has some pretty cool studies. There's a, a documentary on Netflix called Heal. And mm. he talks about how you can use your mind to do the, all these things with your body. But um, I think there's something in that where you started to think about these things and you're manifesting them and they were coming because you needed them because you wanted them. Mm. Uh, and it's, and it's, not, it's not like it was a short-term or a long-term thing. It was just the thing that happened then. Yeah. I feel, it's, I feel it's, like when he tells you shit, you're like, oh my God, tell me more. And when I tell you the same thing, you're like, bitch, please be quiet. <laughs> you're fucking crazy. No, I'm, I needed you here to reinforce. Well, it's, it's hard to like, it's hard to know that that was what it is because it's like, mm -hmm. what the, f <coughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I thought about some shit and like, oh, it came yeah. to me. And it's like, I don't know. I was talking to my mom the other day and she, she does this all the time and she's manifested a great life for herself. Mm. But she talks about, uh, how she'll go to a parking, like a, a big, like a mall or something like that. And she'll be like, I'm going to just, I'm going to get the best spot in the house and it's going to be front row. And every time she gets the best spot. Yeah, and again, crazy. I don't know where that all goes and I can't explain that. And yeah. like a lot of people listening will be like, you're fucking crazy. No, but like I, it, it, it exists and people I, do it all the time. I've heard about that. Well, it's the whole, the secret, the yeah. like thinking, imagining and, and manifesting the things that you want in your life. Yeah. And I think the job for me was a reminder that like, listen, if you think about it enough, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. And I needed the job to change my mindset because right now I, mm -hmm. I don't think that way. I don't daydream. I don't, right. You know, or when I do daydream, it's about winning the lottery because right. that's the only feasible <laughs> thing in my mind right. that I can, that changes your dynamic that, right. that allows me to think, Oh yeah, I'm going to have a mansion. We're going to work on that. And like, you're a, you're, I need to start meditating not, again. <sighs> Absolutely. You can just come and I'll hold space for you at the studio. I know that we're getting like slightly close to end of conversation. So I want to ask. Who um, says? Are we? Well, Who I don't says? know. You keep looking at your phone like you have somewhere you need to be. Oh, no. I'm just keeping track of time. Oh, 1230. I have, oh, a, I have a meeting, but okay. we've got me lots too. of time. 1230. Perfect. Tons of time. Just and need I, like 10 minutes to get back to the office. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I need to smoke another joint. I didn't mean to keep looking at my phone too. That's so rude. No, it's fine. I just wanted to make sure that. You're, I mean, it'd be nice if you could disconnect and actually just like be with us for a little bit. But <laughs> All that's right. okay. No, I'm just doing oh. <laughs> Shots Wow. Ding, ding, ding. Do you guys have sound effects? You guys have sound effects? I want a soundboard, but Mike won't get me one. Ooh, that'd be nice. That's a nice upgrade. I know. That's a nice upgrade. But you can't be in control. Phone. I've got to be. I, what? I have. I have Mike a way to, to set control. it up. But the only way that anybody could hear it is if we were wearing headphones. Mm. Uh, what if I bought my own headphones? I would still have to buy a, a switcher to it, because there's only one uh, headphone output. So I need to. I need to buy. A, sounds basically like a, that a sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, uh, but if you give me the money, then it's a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I do still want to ask Corey this question because I asked you this last week, I think. So I think of you as a really uh, brilliant entrepreneur for yourself. And if you had one piece of advice to give someone, Mike and I, <laughs> to give Mike and I, no, I'm just joking, to give anybody, what would it be? As as an entrepreneur, like starting up or like what's the most important thing that you've learned? Well, that's what I think we already talked about. It's like don't do what everyone else is doing just because everyone else is doing it. Um, We're on the right track. <laughs> yeah, I think you always hear. As far as my effort, marketing efforts go, I'm not doing anything at all, let alone what <laughs> other people are doing. Oh, sorry. Okay, so from a marketing standpoint. <laughs> From any standpoint, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> oh, that's that's just the advice and like I I work for myself. Like I have a I like I have a business, but it's not like this 
massive thing where I have all these people. I have like mm -hmm. an outsourced team, which is awesome. But eventually, and I think you it's growing. And I think, well, like sort of, I have a couple people that I outsource things to creatively and stuff okay. like that. And, um, but that I hope to Not grow. The list, get team. <laughs> <laughs> where did you pick them up? Can I just go to the store and like grab a few on the way home? Or? Section at Staples where I just go and someone's there. I'd be like, you. Well, it's people like you guys. Like <laughs> you, like, jump you're in the all car. Like you all, it's a gig economy, right? Like yeah. you, especially for you. I was going to ask you after. Actually, I'm going to use some photography soon, so we're going to work together. I hope. I'm your guy. Yeah. Are you doing cute um, headshots and stuff? No, I like, was thinking more product based. <laughs> oh, nice. That's my oh, jam. That's so cheesy. <laughs> Have you, did you see the stock? I hate stock photos, but did you see like it was a while ago where Vince Vaughn and uh, Owen Wilson did like a for the movie? It was like they were they were like traveling salesmen. They did to promote the movie. They did the stock photos of them in stock poses. Oh, <laughs> oh, I really you should Google see it. It's those. so fucking funny. I'm gonna look later. I have not heard of it. So funny. <laughs> from a marketing standpoint, I think um, from what I understand of marketing, it's all the same. We just package it up differently. Mm. You look at people that are talking about marketing, like. Um, Gary V, I, and I think he has a great message. He packs he packs it up as hustle, hustle, v grind, again. grind, mm -hmm. um, engage, you know, connect, which is awesome. But I think there's just like fundamental things that you just need to to know, and it's mar uh, your message, the market, um, your magnet, like whatever is going to draw people in, and then the mechanism of which you're going to get those three things out there. And we can so break all those things it over down. and over and over again in my brain. <laughs> I think. Oh yeah, I'm going to listen to this again. For sure. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I think you just need to know those three things at the beginning, your, what your message is, who you're speaking to, and what it is that's going to be a value, not just some hokey magnet to draw people in, something that's actually going to give value. Mm -hmm. And then the mechanism is just going to be just distributed anywhere. It's just like basic relationship management. And I focused in as my mechanism on social media. And there's more to it than that. There's other systems that need to be in place to, to make it work. But if social media went away, it's the same thing for a billboard or a bus ad or email or whatever. Social media goes away someday. <laughs> I think that's like I it's always. It's not going to. Uh, and this is where I think Mike. <laughs> you can and keep I are trying different. to manifest that, I, but I, I doubt it's going to happen. I'm like, uh, 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 it's going to change. It'll just evolve. It's just going to change yeah. a bit. I'm more of like the person who, with marketing, and we've had this conversation. Like, I want to do marketing in the community that I'm in and around, like, and not so much online or through social media. Like, I, I don't know. It's weird. I understand the, the social media concept and I, I do what it is that I do on it. But if it was all to go to shit tomorrow, I want people around me to know who I am, mm. just not like people in the online world to know. Who Why I do you am. want people to know who you are? Like what my business is and what I do. What do you do? I don't know. I like do retail stuff. Right. <laughs> I'm just trying to push it a little bit. Here. I know. I can see. You no, can tell. and like, and like, but but th like to me, I'm wondering is the, is it a waste of time to do print marketing and different things like that now at like this point in time? Because I'd rather be focused on the community that I'm in. Mm -hmm. Mike, I do have online clients, and that's really great. But mm -hmm. it doesn't. It, it doesn't. My reach doesn't need to be that big for mm -hmm. what it is that I'm doing and how I want to sustain mm -hmm. my business here. Well, the, the way I look at it is like, yeah, you can do print materials, you can post those things up on, on billboards and coffee shops and mm -hmm. uh, on lamp posts if people still do that. But uh, I don't know if that's a thing still. But <laughs> I think it is a thing. And there, there's nothing wrong with that. But it, like, think about the cost it's going to take for you to print 500 sheets of paper with your brand on it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's a couple hundred bucks. You're going to distribute it. You're going to distribute it to how many people in a coffee shop? Like thousands in a week, right? Mm -hmm. How many of those people are actually people that want to hear from you? Right. 
probably very little, maybe two, three, four, whatever. You take that couple hundred bucks you spent on all the printing and all the time you took to walk up and down the street stapling it to lampposts, and you can go to Facebook. And again, I'm not trying to just say Facebook is the answer, but the targeting you can do <laughs> with... With, uh, it's definitely not the answer. It's actually very scary. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what I know will will terrify you. No. Oh. Um, but you can take that into you can take that into Facebook and go find the people that are that follow Lululemon, right. right? That like tattoos, that um, meditate, that da 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 in Kingston, or even just within a few blocks of where you where your business is, and you're gonna spend way less than a couple hundred bucks to get those people. I feel like you're sitting there <laughs> so happy right now. Like, <laughs> because on like marketing and different things like that are the way that you would choose to go from our last conversation. You're like, well, nailed it's, it. it's not the way that I would choose to go. I was actually the whole time he was talking, I was thinking, but ultimately <clears throat> it boils down to your audience. Mm -hmm. You have to market in the way that your audience consumes information. Mm -hmm. If none of your audience is on Facebook, that's yep. going to be just as, as invaluable to you as printing printing a bunch of shit and yeah, putting exactly. it in the wrong yep. people's hands, yeah, right? Exactly. Like yeah. at the end of the day, it's it's de deciding or doing the research to figure out who you're getting a hold of, and then further doing more research to figure out how they consume information, and then putting yourself there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. The research the research is the important part. Mm -hmm. The tool is mm -hmm. just you know. I think I'm gonna do like the message the on the back of the plane. You know, yeah, I work. feel like that was like a Super Bowl really, ad, right? Yeah. I feel like that would be like once in the summertime. I'm just going to send a plane up. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's going to happen? Everybody's going to be like on their phone. Yeah. Nobody's going to know. that. <laughs> How many people look up at a plane anymore? Well, even think about billboard ads. What, yeah. who, who, who are billboard ads designed for? Real estate people. No, no, no. Sorry. Like <laughs> who are they talking to? Right. The passenger in a car, mm -hmm. not the driver because the driver's focused on the road. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be. Sort of. What is the what is the what is the person in the passenger seat doing now? Oh, they're on their phone. Yeah, exactly. They're not looking up at a oh billboard. My God, it's so sad though. When yeah. I, I think so much wasted also, money. But. Well, it's also because I'm. I feel like I'm like fighting it. Like part of me wants to fight the idea that we're always on this thing all the time. But so, I, I was using that. You're going to another level. I was using that as an example of like why people waste money on billboards. Waste money on doing <laughs> now it. You're talking I know, about like, I think that's what. But I think that's what actually like drives me crazy about it. Is like. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah so, so I want to try and avoid it, but I also realize it is a resource that I need to use. I'm just fighting it a little bit. Well, I think that's like when you look at something when we're talking about like this internal thing, you're like, you see this thing inside of you that you think is wrong or it's making you feel like you're doing something wrong. And then you realize why you're doing it. Then you can use it as a power, as a tool, right? right? Which that's what Facebook and social media is. If you use it the right way, right. instead of just spewing shit all over the place, you can be very targeted with it and, and reach the people that you want to reach. And they want to hear from you if you do the right, the right work. Right. right? And that's where like, <coughs> You're not wasting people's time. You're reaching people that want to hear from you. For the most part, it takes some time to like get that right. There's a little bit of a t tinkering you need to do. And, and that that is ongoing too. It doesn't just stop by putting like 200 bucks into Facebook and being like, Facebook, go find these people that are into meditation and yoga. <laughs> Please go find all of these friends for me. Yeah. There's more to it. And a lot of people think that what I do is just magic fairy dust that I sprinkle on you a do. business. You do. That's what, when I met Corey, that's what I thought he did. And he was like on his case. phone, like writing fucking notes and shit. And I'm like, look at this mad genius. He knows something we don't know. Do I was actually just surfing He's, Instagram. I wasn't he was on, making yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to know something? He was on that Amazon he, getting uh, his next order of fairy dust. Running out of fairy dust. Uh, um, he, we, Corey and I were having coffee on Tuesday and he 
told me about the secret to posting on social media. Do you want to know what it is? Are we allowed to share it? There's no fucking secret. Does it involve fairy dust? <laughs> There's I was going to say, I told you the secret? <laughs> There's no fucking secret. There's no secret. There's no way to do it. You're doing it right. <laughs> That's like a, yeah, I mean, I, in a I'm nutshell. Gonna, There's no way All answer. I said was that, uh, what I actually, what I was saying was that there's no best practice. Yeah, I'm. I was just gonna push back on that and say, well, there, there oh, is, there is a best. Tape. There's no, there's no best way. But if you know your audience, then there's an ideal way mm -hmm. to get a hold of them, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you know, if you know who you're talking to, you know the best way to get a hold of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and our conversation led to like, I need to like post. You were saying like, I need to post it like Wednesdays and Thursdays and mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, why? And if you go through, you know, there's some stuff you can go through to see like when people are most engaging with you on these platforms, then you can real, then you can create your kind of your own best practice for who you're talking to. And it's like going with to, your, to what you were saying, Mike, it's like, you just need to know who you're talking to when they want to hear from you and why they want to hear from you and, and what the message is that now, they listen to. Now we need to figure out who we're talking to. Yeah. Are we talking about yeah. the podcast now? No, no, but yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the podcast does need help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <coughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but then you just create your own little schedule, and then it, and then it exists. But you don't have to go to like mine's called, HubSpot or like yeah, you know, mine's called just like and download their PDF that says you know share three times a week well, at four o'clock and, and six o'clock. That's the thing. I think there's a miscommunication. <laughs> there's a miscommunication that people are saying you need like this scheduled yeah. times and this and that, and it's it's less about that like rigid schedule, more about just being present more often. Yeah. Not about being present dates on social and time media and just more like often. Having information because one of my big things is that I'll post maybe two or three days in a week, and then I'll go like three weeks mm -hmm. without posting anything, mm -hmm. and so nobody hears from me mm -hmm. in in three weeks. And then crazy. and then I'll post something else, and then it'll it will get far less engagement because everybody it's it's like I've been worked out of everybody's system. Mm -hmm. They're like, I'll post again, and then it'll get like. A handful of people will see it and they're like oh yeah this mm -hmm. guy's a thing right That's yeah sure. i mean there's a lot of talk of right <laughs> now still of like, alive. <laughs> there's a lot of talk right now like gary v talks about it and i just see a lot of these kind of agencies forming into these like mini gary v vayner medias and they're they say document over create mm -hmm. and you're a, you're a creative and i would almost go the other way and like i would say create and create something of quality versus Ooh. just showing your day walking through meetings and shit. Well, nobody nobody cares about my day. He has a, Some, he has a different niche, right? Like can, it works I for him, and I day. get that. Yeah. But, well, he um, his day is also filled with value, interesting shit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, he can showcase his day, and people want to watch it. If I were to showcase my day, they'd be like, "Guy, why are you playing solitaire?" <laughs> <laughs> well, what <laughs> I'm saying is that something. people like you and I that have not very interesting days <laughs> are yeah. now documenting it. And it's fucking boring. Yeah. And it's not quality. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I would say more than anything, uh, you know, about the schedule and best practices is just don't post, don't feel like you have to post, engage more. It's more mm -hmm. about engaging versus posting, I think. And think about it as like connecting and mm -hmm. being real and providing quality and providing value versus just posting something just to post something. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're doing unintentionally, maybe it sounds like, but I, I think feel like, like you're you on do... there probably and talking with people or connecting mm. or liking at least. And uh, well, that's that's also something that I don't do enough is is engage in like I, I keep wanting to gain followers and, you know, build interest, but I don't spend the time finding potential clients and then like, you know, messaging them or mm -hmm. 
commenting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, a buddy of mine told me he he has um, I think he's at like twelve thousand Instagram followers now, and he's like, "That's all you need to do." He's like, "Comment, mm-hmm. commenting mm-hmm. is what's gonna." But also not letting it consume gonna... you. Like I do. I I don't know. I feel. I, I do whatever the fuck I want with mine. There's no rhythm to mine mm. whatsoever. Mm. Um, I don't feel like I follow anything. When I feel it, when I need a message, when I need a reminder, that's when I post, that's when I share, when something just hits me on like a level where I'm like, this is brilliant and I want to like share this in the world. But even commenting, like I leave it like a week sometimes. Like I'm not the person who's responding every minute of the day to somebody who's commenting, but I do sit down once a week and like go through and acknowledge people who have acknowledged me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where I drum up a lot of the community that I've built through there. So there's so much, so much in that. But but I don't think we should be spending more time on social media. I also think I just think there has to be if you're using it as a tool, there has to be a process. So if you're not using it as a tool to build mm-hmm. your business, then what you're doing is fine. Yeah. And I, that's what I think of it anyway. I, but I would suggest if you think you can get value <coughs> out of it, which I think you probably can, mm-hmm. then you need a bit of a process to kind of figure that out. And that's going to be something that he likes to hear and something you don't like I to know. hear. <laughs> I, I also think that your opinion on on social media is heavily driven by your personal preference. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're very much the flower child type. Like let's just all put our cell phones down and smoke dope and <laughs> like be with each other, right? Like... You don't look at Instagram as like a tool to build your business. You see it as a community and you would much rather have that face-to-face interaction. Whereas I look at it as a, you know, sales generation tool. Mm. So I'm, I'm generating sales. I'm generating, uh, networks. I'm, I'm using it as, uh, as a tool, but you personally, like if you didn't have a business, I think it's uh, very unlikely that you would even be on Instagram Mm -hmm. at all, let alone, um, <laughs> let alone being on it all the time, right? <laughs> so I think your stance on on social media and, and Instagram comes from a very personal your personal preference in in the the realm of technology. Well, it's connected, right? Like social social <laughs> networks were designed at the beginning to connect. Mm-hmm. Now they're they're just media companies that monetize mm-hmm. your 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 views and your intention attention um and so that doesn't sit well with you no because you want to connect communicate but even probably old traditional social networking probably didn't really resonate with you either but it was really different when i started five years ago like using social media for it was it it was just different it Mm -hmm. wasn't about like selling things and doing things Mm -hmm. it was just it was about helping people and Mm -hmm. that's always sort of been the basis of what it is that i'm doing it kills me at times now when I have to like promote or throw workshops and stuff up. It, there's a lot of the reason that I don't put it into like the feed. I hate the idea of selling things mm. to people. Mm. We, we're always trying to have things sold to us all the time. The thing time. is that actually you're putting in your stories and that gets way more engagement. So you're actually doing the opposite of what you think you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's working for you. <laughs> but uh, I'm not wah, trying to... <laughs> no, you're just going to completely do everything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but I, I know where you're, where your head's at, I think. And, um, so that's where it's a battle for me. It's like you battling this old and new version of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's how I battle with social media because don't get me wrong. Like I teach a yoga class on Wednesday night 
and three quarters of the room is filled with people who have found us through social media mm. and this thing, but we're connecting in this community. Mm. And, and that's a really beautiful thing. And hopefully in that moment, I then get to make that personal connection with everybody in the room where we continue outside of what social media is, through an email, through a thing. That's where I love to, to go with mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, social media is a, yeah, bittersweet for me. I'm a huge fan of Facebook groups. Um, that might be an interesting place for you to play around with because they've just, they've always been there, but now they're kind of making a, they're making a, I don't know, they're making a comeback, we'll I guess. Comeback. Yeah. And uh, I've, I'm a part of a, a bunch of cool groups that I, that I get a lot of value of. And you, and a lot of people will set their, their feeds to show them stuff from that group first before anything else. And so you can actually, if you build the right group and you get the right engagement going and it's not, doesn't mean you have to do it the right way or whatever way I'm saying is right. Like whatever works for you. You could have a really cool little community in there that doesn't feel like you're selling shit or like going out to like, I don't selling your like over promoting yourself yeah. on Instagram or whatever, and, and I, I I love them. I don't know if they work for everybody, but I'm gonna I'm gonna um, check that out. Yeah, but yeah. that's just where you lose me. It's where people who I love lose me when they're always trying to fucking sell me shit. Like mm-hmm. I, there's a message that needs to be given, but we don't need to to. So I can help you with your product. I can help you sell your product for a cool two hundred ninety nine dollars a month. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're like, okay, fuck off. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, thank you. I loved you. Goodbye. It's like MLM <laughs> products, right? Like multi level marketing, where like you have these. I, I don't know. I saw this this. Um, person on Instagram last night, just a friend of a friend. And I ended up on her page and uh, in her bio, it was like lifestyle entrepreneur, blah, blah, something. <laughs> and then I clicked on, I started like scrolling through her photos and she was promoting this product. <coughs> and I thought, oh, she created this product. That's, that's awesome. Oh. And then she, and there was a link into the product in her bio. She's so I clicked on that and it was a product owned by some big corporation. And then one of her posts was like, I'm so close to winning this free trip to something, something, something. <laughs> All you have to do is, is help three people start their business. Uh-huh. And I was like, holy shit, this, this. I'm two more people away from my Mercedes this Benz. This pyramid scheme still <laughs> exists yeah. and it's getting worse. And, uh, and I just thought to myself, like, that's the really, that's a really poor way to, to, to live. That's where, uh, that's to, where to, people to, lose Not me. to live, but to, to, uh, to use social media. It's a really, just a poor way to, to do it. I, um, I have found there's, there's a few people that, are a few of my friends are a part of those like pyramid scheme things mm-hmm. and the content that they put out is very heavily influenced by the company mm-hmm. well, it's what they it's, get in their email it's yeah, their promo like, content that mm-hmm. comes in through they, the email yeah exactly it's like here's our new product here's how to sell it mm-hmm. go sell it mm-hmm. and i find that a lot of a lot of people they just like read from these scripts and post from these scripts. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I start seeing that, I just stop engaging at all. Like I, Mm -hmm. I don't even spend the time to, Mm -hmm. to read the information Mm -hmm. because I know what, Mm -hmm. I know what they're getting at. I know what they're selling Mm -hmm. and I have no, a lot of companies are speaking at you instead Mm -hmm. of with you. Yes. Um, and no one takes the time to listen, to understand what people actually want. Mm -hmm. And so when you start getting all this just crap, this overload of just like buy my shit, buy my shit. I have this trinket. It's, Cost two ninety nine, buy my shit. That's yeah. how Facebook works too, right? You're interrupted by because you're or Facebook or Instagram. You're trying to connect with the people that you like, right? Mm. Your yeah. family, your friends, your community, and then all of a sudden, some jabroni who doesn't know how to use the system. Good use of jabroni. Yes, it's <laughs> a great word. <laughs> some jabroni decides he's going to use Facebook to sell his stupid fucking thing, and basically every piece of copy, every piece of creative is is I don't know you, you don't know me. But I have this trinket. Do you want to buy it for ninety nine ninety nine? 
Are you sure? No. Are you sure? And then they, yeah. they think they're using remarketing correctly. And then they, because you clicked on it because you thought it was so stupid, then they hit you with another message that's like, buy my shit now, buy my shit now, yeah. buy my shit now. So I think that's what upsets me. And I don't want to be that person. So I tend not to use my social media in a way where I You don't want to be a jabroni. To, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to connect with people and be like, I'm doing this thing. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do it, like... Mm -hmm. I don't know, send me a message and then we'll chat or just running into someone and doing that thing. Mm. Um, because it does get, it's boring. It's like, I don't know, it's just all the time, same. The other thing with groups is is you then, if you do it right, and there doesn't have to be any right way to do it, like I have to post this many times in the group and I have to create the group and invite this many people. If you do it the right way organically, uh, the people that are in the group are going to run the group and that you can just step away from it. And then you're going to get all your all the people in that come to your classes, all the people that are connected with you that are in a similar mindset, they're going to end up sharing with each other. And it's just going to, you, you might have to get it started, right? By sharing a little bit more and getting yeah. people engaged. And then they're going to be like, oh shit, this is a really cool group. I'm going to share this thing. I'm going to share that thing. And then they start talking with each other. And then you just build up this community that you've done, that you've, you, you know, in like the real world, the little seed in this social like, environment. Okay. Right? Um, I know what I'm doing with my Friday night because that's how I roll. I don't. I'm going to make a Facebook group. Sounds kind of lame. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's sounds kind of lame. That's how badass I am on a Friday night. That's like not true. Like Actually, what kidding. I am doing this, this um, I'm going to do a little shout out for this right now. So Shout out. Uh, shout Queens out. University Relay for Life is happening, I think, as we speak. But at 2 o'clock this morning, tomorrow morning, I'm teaching a yoga class for them. At two in the morning? Yeah. Whoa. So I have to be there at one thirty. I know. I have to be there at one thirty. I'm gonna do like a little bit of power napping tonight and then I'll go over at one thirty and teach this two to three AM yoga class with Raja Call, who's another amazing teacher. She's coming to do Reiki. Is she the one from Napani? Yeah. That you post on? Okay. Yes. She I seems also cool. think you should go do Reiki, both of you. I've with done her. I've done it twice. Oh with, my god. Um, she's oh, phenomenal. Spiritual acclimate. I forget her name. Michelle is her name, but I forget the name of the company that she works with. Yeah, so yeah. what's what's yeah. the deal with Reiki? Can you explain it to me? Because I not as well as like other people could. But okay, it's, I don't want to put you on the spot. It's a, it's um it's a sharing of energy mm -hmm. between two people. Um, so it's spiritual sex. It's <laughs> spiritual <laughs> sex stuff. That's why I bought That's it where I we done. have to. <laughs> that's where we have to draw the line. I'm doing Reiki to both of you right now. Oh shit. <laughs> um, um, no, but so we're doing this this Relay for Life class, <laughs> and then we need some like sound effects. I know like, some straight up funky bass. Bounce chicka wow Yeah. And then it goes. So I uh, like the yeah, Seinfeld Queens. Queens. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Queens I was thinking. Queens tonight, and then I'm gonna sleep for a few. hours hours and get up and teach cannabis yoga tomorrow that's at 2 p.m right 2 p.m because i was going to show up super high at i know 10 you were going to show up at 10 <laughs> but also um come a little bit early there, just, like, <laughs> just like four hours <laughs> and then you realize that you just have to hours. stay high the entire yeah, time yeah. Yeah. he's sitting in the She's studio amazing. smoking dope like crazy <laughs> amazing you um there's so you get a gift box mm. full of so much stuff. I'll wait to uh, to see. I was going to ask you, what's on the box? What's you in the can't, box? I can't. It's a surprise. <laughs> Name your sex tape. Is it I feel Gwyneth, like that's a really good... Is it Gwyneth Paltrow's head? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be fun. We'll all be stoned. Last time I taught this class, I had to go outside and smoke a joint before because I was really anxious because um, it's like two of my favorite things. Was it the first time you taught the class? No, I've taught it now probably about a half a dozen times. What I find with these these types of uh, environments, like 
when you're in a yoga studio or you're like meditating with a, a group of people, yeah. there's a lot of energy that flows around. And if you're the one leading, I imagine, I've never done this, but I imagine you just like suck it all up and oh, it's yeah. probably really hard to deal with, especially when you're high. It's, um, <laughs> you know what, I, I think also being, so uh, being an empath and feeling people's energy mm. all the time, which you, I think I've talked about with both of you. Um, it's definitely one of those things that I'm learning now actually with Raj. She's sort of teaching me how to let go of that shit. So you come into the studio, you have this really heavy energy with you, and when you leave, it's with me, and it's mm. like really hard to balance. While I'm teaching, it's fine. She posted something the other day. Keep talking. I'm no, just no, yeah, yeah. While I'm <laughs> teaching, it's totally fine. Um, and I'm really good at like getting lost in the music and what it is that I'm doing, but it's when everybody leaves that you have to kind of have those defense mechanisms to, to figure out how to, to let go of some shit. And sometimes it's just a really amazing high energy i think your class is also geared towards diffusing a lot of the heavy energy like yeah. you the music that you play the fact that you have little it's dance parties music. in the middle of yeah. it like it's yeah it, it's not a very conducive environment for negative energy no i also as a yoga teacher i'm a little slightly a little bit different um i'm creating a space for you to move what you choose to do with that is yours but but like do you and have fun and and leave everything outside the door we'll pick it up when we're done and yeah i did this great. meditation um and this guy at the beginning he said um he said picture yourself walking into the room and as you walk into the room there's a place to hang your hat hang your mind there and he said like physically picture yourself taking your brain out of your head I, and putting it on the hat rack i was, <laughs> I was, I was actually a lot i was having a chat with a buddy of mine about meditation he Meditation is something that he's been working on for a long time. And he mm. told me that uh, the way he meditates is he f he brings himself to a familiar place. Mm. And he we had actually been in his actual meditation space. Zenden. Uh, so I know exactly the place that he was talking about. Mm. Um, it was a friend's house that he grew up in. And when he enters his meditation, he imagines coming down the stairs of that mm. home and then at the front door there was this great big wardrobe mm. and he would open the wardrobe and and start hanging up his troubles mm. his, his money Narnia. his health mm. his this his that his uh you know work troubles mm. girlfriend troubles everything got itemized and, mm. and hung up and then when he left his meditation he would go back to that chest and pick up the things that that were that he meant needed. to take like, back. You know, yeah. Yeah, rent. Yeah, yeah. I have to pay rent. Like, right. I got to take yeah, that yeah. back. You know, that guy who called me an asshole, that can stay yeah. here. Like, yeah. I don't need to. That's a cool. really like that great way of thinking like about it. And that's yeah. how he explained it to me. And I was like, fuck, man, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I love it. I think crazy. we're all, we, like, you were saying this, like, anyone who says they're good at meditation is full a shit. Fucking liar. And <laughs> I think things like that, though, can help you. Absolutely. It's, it's the get into it easier. I guess. It's not, you're not going to be good at it. It's a visualization of it, right? It's just getting comfortable being alone with your mind and deciding what things afterwards that you that are really important and that you want to take with you and that actually hold weight mm -hmm. and there are those really mundane unnecessary things that hold no weight but they consume so much of us so it's mm -hmm. just trying to throw mm -hmm. it away i um the same guy that said that take your mind out put it on the hat rack he had he does this thing called journey to the heart and there's a book on it i'll send it to you guys and uh he I has like this way this. of like he has this he walks you through the visualization and he puts you like he, he says like shrink yourself down like honey i shrunk the kid style and he kind of makes it funny too like so you can like really I get like into it. it it's like a story and then he, <laughs> and you actually you can see yourself kind of getting zapped by that thing and then like being inside your brain 
And then you're like, and he says like, play with your brain, like see your brain, see the cells, like move it around, touch it, it's squishy. And you can start to think, right? Like how that would be. And then I'm so excited. And then, you, and then he says like, climb into your brain, into the center of your brain. And what's like inner inside. space. Yeah, exactly. And then he takes you like. <laughs> Sorry, shout out, 80s movie, inner space. <laughs> anyway, he takes, and he takes you like journey from the brain to the heart is like, mm. that's the meditation. And then he tells you like, look down, there's a trap door, you open it up, walk down the stairs, blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the tiny space of your heart. And you actually like the whole time he's walking you through this amazing thing. He has it on YouTube. I'll send it to you. But it's fantastic. You get into it. You're just like lost. It doesn't even feel like meditation. You feel like you're just like listening to a good book or something. Create your own adventure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Choose your own adventure. I find that it's much easier to meditate when you have something like that. A guide, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, For sure. Uh, It is. But there's a beauty in being able to just sit comfortably with yourself a little bit, too. I think in silence, there's something really great about that. Or like it can be a walking meditation. I find that to be way too aggravating (laughs) because because there's no. Maybe that's maybe if it's difficult, that's where you need to start. (coughs) It's. But but the, if, the issue, <laughs> but the issue is that like my mind is just going, and when you have something playing, the, it's uh, it makes it easier to of course put all that shit aside and just focus on on what is being heard, and mm-hmm. I don't have to to I don't have to rely on myself to f- come up with this path. Mm-hmm. So if if you're already on a defined path, it gives you less opportunity to just think about all the random shit that pops into your head. Mm-hmm. I have a what I do is like I'll like I like the guided Quick, stuff too, but when down. I don't, <laughs> when I don't have it, I, uh, I I don't think of meditation like like in a spiritual woo woo thing. Yeah. I think of like I like to think funny things that relate to me that I can use to make it work. And so you know Happy Gilmore when he's like about to make a big putt and he goes to his happy place and then he's dialed in and then he's dialed in. Right. I always think, and I don't actually think about my own happy place. I actually think about happy Gilmore and his like, He's there with Chubbs and then he's where like that the woman yeah. I forget his, her name and like so many movie his, references yeah. his grandma and then like I actually think that in my head and then I and then I end up leaving his his happy place and then I'm just there and I'm like kind of focused and then the brain shuts off a little bit. You actually start in his happy place? Yeah, it's weird. I started trying to make mine and then I just thought it was hilarious so I'm like, "Oh, I'm just going to do what Happy does." I'm just going to go I'm just <laughs> going to go here. Yeah. Um that's hilarious. Yeah. I think I got to start thinking about Rocking and rolling. Ditto. Hey. Yeah, we've been at it for an hour and 40. Ooh, Ooh that's I a dig long time. it. Yeah, that's a yeah. long time. We've been um, I gonna, have to people go are going to look at that and go, Corey Firth, hour Ooh. 40, not worth it. So worth it. No, like, I'm gonna, going back and taking notes. They're going to have to listen to one of our old ones and be like, I can't do an hour 40. <laughs> I can't do I can't do it. I can't do it. But wait, this I want to so touch fun. I want to touch quickly first before we go because. Don't touch me. Um. <laughs> It's been happening the whole time through Reiki. You just ah, didn't Jesus. notice. Um, you're starting a Corey's starting a podcast, so we're gonna give like oh, a. Shit. We're gonna we. I'm just. Can we can, come on your podcast? Can we, yeah, can, we, can, can we bring our own microphones? Can we do it here? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Do you just want to add your podcast to our podcast? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I I told you this like two seconds before we started talking. Um, yeah, I guess I'm starting a podcast. Okay, and he has a guide. Guy oh yeah, I have a, a guy that I had. I, she <laughs> told me about that, and we were both we both kind of looked at each other and were like, "Maybe we should have done that." <laughs> well, I thought to myself, I don't really know where to start with it, and I have this amazing intern in with me right now. Shout out Jenna! Um, Shout out Jenna! 
she i thought a good task for her for because she said she's into content marketing too so i was like oh well why don't you build a, a guide that that think of it as like a, a kind of a presentation that you could sell to someone or you mm. could like deliver to a, a room of people. Okay. And she created this amazing presentation. We'll have her um, come in and present it to us. That's fine. You don't yeah. have to ask us anymore. It's yeah. Or <laughs> if you guys actually want, I can give it to you guys. I mean, you guys seem, seem like you're doing a pretty fucking awesome job. Um, <laughs> really? High yeah, five. High yeah, five. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, Believe in yourself, motherfucker. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I feel like horrible. we would be reading this presentation going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> we skipped a lot of steps. <laughs> What I like about this podcast is you, you started it out of that need to get rid of this imposter syndrome and you're like getting out of it as you go. Like every episode, it feels like that I I've feel listened better. to anyway. I, I, I mean, don't I feel, feel like I'm going anywhere with it. I feel like I'm I just vent about it and then it's still there. It's all, it's just always Well, that's there. what I mean. And maybe it's not going to, maybe it's not going to, it. yeah, it's not going to go away right away, but I feel like, I mean, you're 10, 10 episodes in. Is this yeah, 10? Yeah, 10. You're, you're, t you're double digits. You make double digits. So this is like it's super, take some time, but super special. It's a smart way to get Guys, that shit it's out. it's International Women's Day. It's a new moon week. It's episode 10 and our first guest. That's pretty much the best day ever mic drop mic yeah. drop i gotta unscrew it please don't drop these mics <laughs> i just wanted that sound I just wanted that. please please don't the drop way like mics. obama dropped the mic um, <laughs> that was that's awesome. in my gifts um is there any like other stuff you want to leave us with on things happening in your life nope where we can find you Mm, I don't use. I'm in. The I don't want to be found. <laughs> I don't. Don't certainly don't Google him. So the personal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. So the personal <laughs> brand, the personal like, like the marketing stuff. I yeah. don't really. I'm in the middle of building that, rebuilding that. Okay. Um. So there's nowhere to find it there. I don't know. I guess I use LinkedIn more than anything, but. Um, oh fuck! He's LinkedIn. We are LinkedIn. My personal, my personal stuff isn't fun to follow either. Like I you should have been talking about LinkedIn because I don't have a fucking clue how to use that. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> this is Ken part part one of We two. need part two. We have so many questions. We should just we should start doing this twice a week and then once a week is with Corey. And <laughs> I would love and to we'll be on go, week we'll he comes back, in. For we'll a, go back for to how to build your business. Let's and we'll just I would start. like to do this once a week. That would be amazing. That would actually be fantastic. That would be awesome. Do you want to just join our podcast? That would be so much fun. It's, you've recorded it, so it, I think I have I to think say it's a thing. Yeah. Now we need a fourth mic because we have two more guests coming. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I was gonna buy one of those Yeti mics. Can you hook that up to this? What's a Yeti mic? Uh, well, I have a, I have another channel, so we'll just get another one of these cool mics. Well, we'll fucking crush Do it. Do you know what's really exciting? That'd be awesome. He gets a cartoon. Oh, cool! <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be like, shoop, it should come in, and he just like pops up beside us. I'm just gonna have him like creepily. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, just like, just like, just like Wilson from. <laughs> from <laughs> Yeah, with like a shirt that's on that says "I'll save you." Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck off. We'll just have him in a referee's jersey. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And I want to control the soundboard, so I can go, so I can go, ding, 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 oh, whenever. Oh, one day, and yeah. he gets fucking sound effects. I've been here for ten episodes. I got nothing. I brought coffee. I brought coffee. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I brought true. Coffee. We can take turns with that. Um, Thank you so much for having me on. This is of course. Pleasure. This is uh this really fucking cool. Fun you guys one. are doing, and I think. Um, I mean, I hope this was fun Thank for other you people. I had, a, I had fun with you guys. I, I had yeah. fun. Yeah. And we're not talking about all the stuff that happened under the table. <laughs> 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 it wouldn't have been right if I didn't end it that way. That reminds me um, of uh, uh, Wedding Crashers, you know, and they're at the dinner table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pe pe people have people. People have people. <laughs> 
I totally um, blacked out that scene, but I can imagine what is going on in the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won't go into details. If anyone's listening that likes the movie, they'll get it. Hopefully, go back and check. Hopefully, it they'll out. laugh at least that. Yeah. I don't know. I thought we were pretty funny. Yeah, I think it was good. It was funny. I'm gonna do like a just one little plug for Painted Lady is that um, next weekend. I'm doing a puppy yoga class at Who's a Good Dog. And for anyone who needs some canine therapy, we've just put up a contest to give away the last two spots for that class. So check out Who's a Good Dog on Facebook um, because it could be exactly what your health needs uh, as we're kind of coming out of winter. So they're like polar bear puppies too. Corey's already on his phone. Are those a thing? Yeah. (laughs) can you you get those (laughs) you can't it's they're polar bear puppies they're fine they're adorable i wasn't listening to uh i know he zoned out he's like oh she's plugging shit she's selling shit i'm I'm gonna turn off (laughs) (laughs) you know that thing she said she didn't want to do yeah Yeah, exactly that's exactly what i was thinking i wasn't i was saying it's a giveaway cut this cut cut this part cut cut this part out let her get her promotion and then don't let her don't 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 air the rest (laughs) of what we said um so have like a great freaking friday Thank you for talking. I have one request, though. Okay. Okay. We have to do a a full whisper podcast. Oh, yeah. I think we'll do it on a day when uh, Cheryl is sleeping for nights. So that we have there's a reason to do it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm just going to put myself in a blanket for it where I. Yeah, I a little quieter. I would love to turn this area of my basement. If I didn't need this for a studio, I would turn this into just like a beanbag chair. Oh, cool! Podcast area. Podcast area. That'd be sweet. But wouldn't you just always hear the beanbag chairs? I'm in the market for a big yeah, but would it would, would it not I mean, be yeah. would it no. not be worth it though? It would be worth it. It yeah. would be worth it. They'd I want like, one that fits like I don't know. I've seen these photos of these adults on these beanbag chairs. And I just I heard I have a hard time believing that I that I could fit on it because you're a tall guy. You know what we but could do? Tell me is just build like I a feel half, like you can build your own. Build, <laughs> build a half wall, closing in this area of the basement, <laughs> and just fill that area with pillows. Mm. How about you get approved before we get excited? You get approval from your partner that we can build things in the basement. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> 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 that was so confident. Yeah. She rarely comes down here. We, we the only time that she comes down here is to work out. So Amazing. she she is such a kind-hearted woman that she has given me this area for my business and shout out to Cheryl on International yeah, Women's Day. Shout out to Thank partners you. to my girlfriend if you're there listening, you which she won't listen. She doesn't approve of any of the stuff uh, that <laughs> but she's amazing in case she is <laughs> case, i'm gonna email it to her I hope she listens. it's okay i don't think cheryl listens to this either <laughs> it's better that way even if you told her that sh- that you shouted her out she's yeah. gonna be like okay cool yeah. I, I tell her all the time like, like every so time i don't have to listen to the yeah, whole exactly. thing an hour 40 what yeah the fuck? what the fucking fuck every time i go up i'm like we talked about you again today on the podcast she's like i really need to start listening to that like, yep <laughs> Um, all right. Well, I'll see, see, see you guys later. Maybe there will be four people on the podcast next week. Yeah, how do you end this thing? Uh, usually, <laughs> usually it consists of like a few minutes of us going. Awkwardly. So, and then we think of something and then. Is there an outro? Is it like next time on Impostrepreneur? <laughs> uh, we actually, we I did start putting an outro on it and it was just a I clip. think this was really good. We should use it. <laughs> we should. I'll just, you you should can pull just, that. Yeah. You can cut that. Yeah. Yeah. But what I did what I did last time is I we were recording an episode and I tried to stop it and all you could hear in the background was bonk, 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 bonk and then Ash goes 
stop it already. And then <laughs> I, I love that. That's so awesome. I, yeah. I cut that out yeah. and use that as the nice. intro. That's great. Um, I love your faces. Make good choices. Get your get your animal spayed or neutered. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's too I, young for I, the price is right. I don't even know where. <laughs> does does yep. Drew Carey still do that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Carlton now does uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah, he I didn't even know that was yeah. still a thing. Yeah, yeah really. it's fantastic. Bob Saget was the best. So yeah. was Bob Especially Barker. because Bob's, he's so Bob's dirty, like awesome as a Barker comedian, thing. and then he did that. And when yeah. I watch him do Full House, I'm like, "Oh, you're such a you're dirty so full of shit." Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. It's um, funny because I only know him from Full House. Oh, you should watch like that was yeah, that was my that was my introduction to him. And then I saw was it um, Entourage that he? Oh yeah, yeah. Had yeah. a small cameo yeah. in, and then I was like, "Oh, this guy's oh, gross. way different, dude." <laughs> like, Danny you Tanner, have, you have kids, Danny man. Tanner. Like, watch your mouth. That's exactly it. Yeah. It was weird. That was a, I think that was that's strange. a great place to leave it. Danny Tanner, watch your mouth. Yeah. yeah. All right, cut that. I said it in a really high voice. It's I know. Weird. It's but you good. go ahead. See what, see what you can do. We're going to auto tune that shit. And bye. 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 <laughs> Turn the damn thing off. <laughs>